Hi, everyone. Hi, friends. Welcome to Spiced Chaos. Yes, welcome. And let's do this right. So over there is your co-host, Leanne from Spice Plans. Thank you for the introduction. Over there is Caitlin from Creating in Chaos. Yes. And we are coming live. Well, not live. Kind of recorded. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> recently from when you're hearing this um on the last monday in march yes you were hearing this the last monday in march um how is that know, i know i knew you were gonna say that and like a lot of people have been saying well it's almost april of 2022 like before we know it it'll be the holidays and i'm like you know what the reason why it feels like the holidays come fast is because you keep saying that like <laughs> just for a second and just like it's the last week of march we have several days we do and you know march is long like 31 days yep so you know it's just like just chill everybody like i know it feels (laughs) fast but like stop talking about it so much you're making it worse (laughs) i think it's on my mind because i'm on my right now as we're recording last day of spring break which I have needed. And so I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And like, I feel like we've missed a million opportunities because this girl over here had no idea that you were even on spring break this week, because in my mind, spring break is in April because that's when it's always been here. Mm -hmm. So all of these people all over the country that have their spring breaks in March, I'm like, whoa, spring break. It seems cold. Like, yeah, it's well, actually it's been pretty nice. I mean, Oregon is relative to other things, but it's been like high fifties, low sixties. Like Delilah biked over to my mom's yesterday and had shorts on. So sure. But it's not like, let me lay on a beach with a cocktail weather. Like it is. Yeah. But we never really get that here. Or I'm like really angry if we have that kind of weather here. Yeah. I know. Like a bikini in the backyard kind of weather. Yeah. But then I'm mad. I'm angry in my bikini <laughs> because I'm like, it is too hot to function. My house is a disaster, but I can't even open my eyelids right now. Bro, I feel the same way. Like I feel like last summer when you had your like Thunderdome of heat or whatever that was called. Oh, don't, don't, why don't speak about that again. We do. Not and you were like, you know what? Now I just wear a bathing suit as clothes. Like, yeah, I did. Yep, I did. And I took like a squirt bottle around with me and was like spraying my body. And then (laughs) we biked over to my parents uh, because they went to the coast during that whole thing. And we were at this stoplight and it's like I could feel myself cooking. It's terrible. Like, okay, so uh, and speaking of like cooking, I did this skin assessment. Okay, like me and TikTok have been buddies this week. And, um, I just really enjoy that so much more now than like some of the stupid stuff that people are making on TV. Um, so I, I found this like skin thing where they like take a, you take a selfie Mm -hmm. and then it like analyzes your skin, like for spots and redness and bags and all this kind of stuff. Okay. It was like, so complimentary i was like do you not want for me to buy your products like why is like shouldn't the skin assessment be like oh no girl you need like twenty seven thousand dollars worth of stuff they're like your skin looks 25 i know the skin assessment was like we don't really have any signs of wrinkles so maybe you don't need a retinol and i'm just like what (laughs) 
Like, I thought you were trying to make money off of me. Instead, they just made me feel real good. And then I swiped. (laughs) Beautiful. So just, you know, that's, I know that I need to be putting sunscreen on every day. Speaking of cooking, (laughs) the sun, because like when I drive in my car to get my kids, the sun is always like on the left side of my face. Yeah. I'm going to look like an old handbag on the left-hand side and the right-hand side is going to be like Snow White. Oh my gosh. I would love to see that. Oh my gosh. But anyway, I've got to get into the habit of putting on sunscreen, no matter what time of year or day it is. Yes. I would agree with that. I do have some in your foundation. I don't wear foundation. Oh, well, yeah. I'm like, so don't put anything on ever. Well, maybe you could do like, um, what do they call those? Like a tinted moisturizer. Yeah, I know. But it's like, my problem is that I hate lotion. Oh, yes. There I is that. You do hate lotion. lotion. Like I do not want to ever have anything greasy on my, on my fingers. Well, you and know I, what, Leanne, I have no more solutions for you. <laughs> I know it's a sensory thing. It has to be. It's gotta be. I was Don't just saying probably I mean I'm not here maybe you should yeah. you could get an adult assessment I know someone who had an adult autism assessment and found out that she is on the spectrum well I mean I feel like that you can be on all sides of the spectrum and have some sensory things sure yeah sensory so, is its own thing yes it totally is and I it's so funny because I have seen so many parents that are friends with with us through like our children I've uh-huh. seen them making all of these allowances for their kids, um, sensory issues. Sure. Um, like we had a boy on Daniel's basketball team that wore his noise canceling headphones while they played. Okay. Good for them. Because it was too loud in there for him and he couldn't enjoy the game. He just stood in the middle of the court with his hands over his ears. Poor guy. And we all as parents kind of got together and we're like, just let him wear the headphones. Right. Just let him be, let him yeah. live. And it's like, I think about how if our parents because like when I had sensory problems they were like just suck it up right just (laughs) shut up and go away you know it's like (laughs) when you when you hear loud noises it's like oh no just it's just you know like yeah my parents took me to this thing one time where they um we were on this train yes it's called Tweetsie Railroad have you heard of that not but I enjoy the name of it thank okay, you for well, sharing that with it's me it's called Tweetsie Railroad and it's in the mountains of North Carolina Maggie Valley North Carolina okay, okay. and we've taken Daniel there to see Thomas mm-hmm. when Thomas and Percy were there from the train show or whatever yes I'm um, here with Thomas but right. my, my parents took me on like a regular day when they just had like a um kind of a racist like Native <laughs> American you know savages jump the train kind of oh my gosh oh no yes it was very much like cowboys versus indians kind of thing oh no that north carolina what are you doing oh my gosh this was the 80s okay so and i'm not making i'm not saying that that makes it okay i'm just saying like oh okay there was so much stuff that was like that um yes yeah but like i hid my head in my mom's jacket the whole time because the sounds of the gunshots like really bothered me yeah I can see that. And I like my mom. And what's weird about it is that like my mom has a picture of me from that day. And it's like one of her favorite pictures. It's like, I'm crying after Tweetsie. And it's like, I'm thinking back on it now. And I'm like, why is that your favorite picture? I know a couple of my mom's favorite pictures are of my brother crying on Santa's lap. (laughs) 
uh, and I'm, I'm always, always, why do we think they're so funny? Because I have ones of Hannah yeah. where she's like, uh-uh. And I'm just like, why is this funny? I don't know. Because like when I was growing up and my mom would show me that picture, I had memories of hiding in her jacket, being scared, but that I also remember being close to her and feeling safe because I was in her jacket. Yeah. So it's not like I'm remembering this back as like a traumatic thing. It's just where I discovered I didn't like loud, sudden noises, like sensorily. Uh huh. It was rough on me, but like my mom loving the picture, I don't know why she thought it was cute. I don't know. But anyway, this is, not like, this is not slam Joyce because <laughs> like I said, not bad parent corner, right? Like the memory for me is being in her jacket and feeling safe in there. Yeah. I think if I could go back and do it better though, too, like I would not, because I have a picture of Delilah on Santa's lap crying. Like yeah, I don't want Hannah. Mm-hmm. I know I would go back and be like, if you don't want to do it, we're not doing it. We just won't have a picture this year. I don't know why. I don't know what in my brain or what in like our society is like, yes, every year you have a picture with Santa, even if you don't want to do it. Yes. And it's sit like, on this, I... <laughs> sit on this strange man's lap. Girl, I tried for years to keep the consecutive photos going. And can I just tell you that the year of COVID, Uh when we didn't go sit on Santa's lap, I was like, yes, Lord. Yes. I was like, please, I do not want to do this tradition anymore. I want to be free of this. Uh Now I'm not necessarily free of the tradition of Santa, but we can call him, we can text him, we can write him, but we do not have to touch him or see him or his helpers in person. Well, and um, here's the thing that we've started doing too. This is apparently Santa Corner. We're the ones that are thinking about the holidays early. It's us. We're the ones that are doing <gasps> it. Look at um, us. Slap <laughs> on the wrist, Spice um, Chaos. Okay. So, but what we're doing is now we're, I'm like asking the children. So anytime they come to me, they're like, you know, is Santa real or whatever? And I'm like, well, what do you think? Do you want to believe in Santa? And if they want to believe in Santa, then we will continue to play the game. But then it takes it off of me. I'm no longer lying to them. Exactly. Yeah. And if they don't want to believe then that's fine too. Yeah. I like it. I yeah, like it. That's what we started and- doing. You know, it's like, I have kind of been thinking in the direction of like, when Daniel knows and Hannah doesn't, then he turns into a Santa. Oh, you know, like mom and dad are Santa from, you know, when we, you know, learned the truth and now he's a Santa. Yeah. You know, and like, (laughs) I don't know, like, we're just, I want for them to stay littles as long as I can. And I think I've done a pretty good job. Um, I mean, I have two, but Harrison's already telling me like that he is pretty sure that I'm the tooth fairy. And I'm like, you are six. Be quiet. Like, okay, I'm not so, quite ready. Like, I want you to make your own decisions, but I don't know if I'm ready for that. Yes. My two are like totally like they are the gig is up on the tooth fairy. Um, oh. Yeah. Cause I think Daniel caught Andy one time or I mean, like all, you know, when you have more than one kid and they start losing them fast, it's like, Harrison's are falling out of his mouth right now. I don't know so, what is like, happening. This phase that they're in and oh my gosh, I just you get so exhausted with it. It's like finally it's like okay kids, it was cute when you were really tiny and you were 5 and you lost your first and second and third one. Yeah. Like now that you're losing these huge molars, like oh my gosh, like get out of here. I don't have any more. Okay, what is your what's the going rate? What do you how much do you put in there? Whatever cash I can find. <laughs> 
like scavenging jars and like old purses. <laughs> Have you ever done that thing where you like go to bed and then in the morning you're like, oh no. <laughs> No, we have a cutoff. Like we have a cutoff time. Like I have informed my children that the tooth fairy goes to bed at a certain time. (laughs) And that if you haven't lost your tooth by this hour, you do not make it into that that night's deliveries. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what if it makes it into that night's delivery, but then you fall asleep? Um. No, because usually last night's delivery, like we get time to go get cash if we need to. Gotcha. Back when it was important, like when they were really tiny and little. Right. But now it's like, you can have like a pack of Smarties from Halloween and a quarter. (laughs) See, we have started this terrible tradition that I wish I had never started. And my kids get a silver dollar when they lose a tooth. And so I have to make sure that I have silver dollars that I've gotten from the bank. Like I have like once a month I go to the bank and I get like 10 of them just to make sure I have them there. But there have been a couple of times that I have not had a silver dollar and I was in a full on panic mode. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you started it like that. You didn't know how many tooth teeth they were going to lose. I thought it was going to be so easy because then I was like, I don't have to worry about like a dollar amount. I don't have to worry about making sure I have cash. If I just like have one coin to put in there, it's totally fine. Right. But I've never even, I don't think I've ever even seen a silver dollar. Oh, you can get them at the bank. You can also find, so my mom's a coin collector. That's where this came from. Originally. Oh, okay. Do they just cost a dollar at the bank? They just cost a dollar unless you're getting the ones that were actually minted in silver from years past. And old, old, old coins. Old, old ones. Yeah. She has so, she has ones that are, were minted in silver. Like I'm telling you, this woman. She's, she's going to be giving me a lot of loose change when she passes away. Wow. Okay. So I never had anybody in my family that collected coins, Yeah. but when they started making those special quarters for the States, yeah. um, I bought my granddad, this is my mom's dad, Irvin. Um, I bought him this book that you could keep them in. Yes. And he and my grandmother would you know, they went on like a search to like get them every time they released new ones, they were up on it. And then he died before they finished it. Oh, but she finished it. Oh, that's kind of sweet. But she didn't say anything about that. She was finishing it. Like when they were both alive and, you know, we would talk to them together, they would talk about their quarter searches. But then after he died, I didn't hear another thing about it. Mm -hmm. And then when she died and we were cleaning out their house, you found it. I found it. So oh. and my mom might've known, my mom might've known that she was still yeah. down quarters, but I had, I just never heard another thing about it after that. But then when I found the book, it was finished. Oh, that's so sweet. She, she found all of them. So, and, um, I have that or my mom does. One of us does. We kept it. You can, my mom has stacks of those books. Like you can get a book for every year with every like denomination on the coins and she started doing it because she's worked at grocery stores since she was like 18. And yeah. so when you're in the grocery store and you're changing out your till, like you see weird stuff come through. And I think it started with like her finding some $2 bills or something. So, and she still does that. Like she will, <sighs> if the $2 bill comes in her till, like she will buy it. Like she'll exchange it for $2 and take the $2 bill. That is cool. See, I have some $2 bills too, that someone gave me as a gift when I was born, I think. Uh-huh but my mom has them and they're in an envelope somewhere. And 
it's just something that every once in a while, when I was a kid growing up, she'd show them to me, like, look at these weird money. (laughs) I've spent a couple of them. And every time I go in and like buy them, I feel like the cashier does like a double take. They're like, I bet they hate that. Okay. So yesterday I was in a store, which is rare for me, but I had to go in one Mm -hmm. and I had all this cash left over from when we had that dinner at go wild. Yes. And I was like, okay, I'm obviously never going to take this to the bank. I need to start spending it instead of using my debit card. Mm-hmm. So I told the guy at the register, I was like, can I give you cash? Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't even know, like if people still take it, you know, these companies that have like the square cert, yeah. you know, like the little thing where you swipe your card anyway, some places like, don't. And he was like, yeah, I'll take it. And I was like, well, it's just it feels so weird. Like, and then he told me how much the total was. I know how to do math, but like I'm looking at these bills and I'm like, I I was like, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm in a foreign country now. Like I have no idea how to use cash anymore. And that feels so strange and stupid. Like I need to get over that. Well, I think it's just like the way of the future because when we were in the EC store, do you remember they had that sign that said we are cashless. They wouldn't even take cash. And I think a lot more businesses are going to end up going that way. So Yes. Well, uh, it had been so long since I had actually paid for a transaction with cash money mm-hmm. that it really looked like crazy in my hands. Like, uh, And when I handed it to him and he gave me back change, I was like, how do I even know if he just gave me the right amount of change? Can you believe that people were dealing in cash all the time and writing out hard paper checks like often, like every yes. day? Okay. So like they would go to the grocery store. My mother would go to the grocery store and she would write a check for a hundred, 200 something dollars for the groceries and then hand them the check. And then like three to five days later, the money would come out of the bank. Yeah. So you had to physically balance your own checkbook so that you knew what money you had constantly writing in this little register. Yes. I recall my mom used to write in that thing too. Oh my gosh. Like, and then when the first debit card came out, people did not understand that it was like, you run it like a credit card, but it takes the money from your bank account. And it was like, wait, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and people, it's a hard time. <laughs> and they left their houses without a phone. Oh my gosh. Constantly. We did that all the time. Like when I was growing up, but yes, I remember very vividly. I remember when my grandmother got her first car phone and it stayed in like a suitcase in the trunk all the time. And if she needed it, she could pull over and use it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you just would leave a message. And then when they get home, they'll call you back. It's not like (laughs) text me now immediately, or you're going to be on my bad list. Well, I had a boyfriend in the mid nineties that had a pager. No, not a pager. Yeah, And we worked out a special code so that whenever I wanted him to call me, Cause I had my own phone line in my room. Oh yeah. So like I could fix it so that like he could call me and the phone wouldn't ring. Uh huh. And that okay. might not have been when I had my own phone line, but I learned how to have him call me without it ringing the loud phone or whatever. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know how we did it, but like I would page him and I would send him like a special code. I can't even remember what it was. And it's then probably he, like one, four, three, that was the, the numbers that was, I love you. Oh, was it? I don't know. But, um, he would then call me back and it was like, so weird. Like, I just can't believe that. I love that. I remember that stuff. And I'm also still somewhat competent with my iPhone. 
Yes. So this has been um, History Channel with Spice Chaos <laughs> for all of you Gen Zers that are listening to us. Uh, you're welcome. This is yeah. Live. Well, I will say a couple things, Gen Z. I prefer my middle part. Oh, actually, does like that middle part. I keep trying it, but I can't do it. I can't. I have adopted the middle part and love it, and I am 100% on board with that. I will never let go of my leggings or my jeggings or my backside covering cardigans, but my middle part is here to stay. So um, I have accepted uh, and taken into my life the word of the sky high mom jeans. Like I, if, if, okay, Gen Z, we have to talk right now. If you ever bring back low rise jeans, we are going to have a problem. High rise jeans only. This is, that's what we're doing now. That's how I we don't live. think that it would be them. No, whoever's next, whatever that yeah, is. It's so whoever's next. Me. It's whoever's next because, like, I think that Gen Z is somewhat like they kind of were the pioneers of the, you know, reimagining of the mom gene. Yeah, of bringing back the 90s, of living that 90s life. Yes. And I, um, you know, I think that they will cling to that with their. Yeah. Is still, do you think Delilah is considered Gen Z? I don't even know the years. I don't think so. I think that Delilah and Daniel and all these kids, I think that they're alpha. Well, I will indoctrinate her because she, she put on some high rise pants yesterday and then pulled them down below her belly button because that's where she likes to wear her pants. Okay, and I Hannah, said, is Hannah is the same. Hannah is the same. Pull them back up. We're not this doing that. I even tried, and this is totally like clothing your daughter corner. Yes. But I even bought her some like, like leggings that were obviously made for her size. Right. That were like mine that had like, they were high waisted and they have like that kind of wide waistband and like a secret pocket on the side, Uh uh you know, like some big girl leggings that you pull up, you know? Right. Not because she has anything to hide or anything, but just because I know how comfortable they are. And I just, you know, they were nice quality leggings and I was excited for, and she pulled them down under her belly button so that the crotch was like hanging low. And that's how she would decided to wear them. I know Delilah likes that too. So these next generation girls, they're going to try it with the low rise jeans. I'm just going to stock up on mom jeans in every size and just keep them. in Yeah. I was going to say the beauty of being 40 is that I don't care what generation alpha wears. (laughs) Is that what they they are? Are they generation alpha? Yes. If they want to go back to whale tail, Britney Spears, Oh no. Tying a necktie around your waist, Hannah Montana kind of stuff, then that's no. fine with me because that's the generation that they're going to be trying to repeat. Mind oh. you. Oh, early 2000s. That's next. It's got to be because we've finishing up the 90s. Like we've been into the 90s for a while with this mom jeans thing. Oh no. So it's inevitable. But what comes the beauty of age is that you don't have to. And also, thank you to Sex in the City. We can wear anything we want. Oh, get a girl. Yeah, we can. Circa 1997, Carrie Bradshaw said. Speaking of Sex in the City, this is like random, the random podcast today. But did you see that they're renewing okay. that season two? Okay, here's, it's very possible that that came through my phone during that night where I woke up at like 340. Yeah, there was another thing that I sent you to about TV or movies or something, but I can't remember what it was. Okay, because that night is kind of blurry. Oh, no. So, well, I mean, and I'll just tell the, the listeners, I um, was having a sleepover at Jamie's and woke up at 3 a.m. promptly by the appearance of Aunt Flo, who just oh. said, hello, I'm here, no warning. Rude. 
And it was like, okay, if you don't get up and get your ibuprofen in your mouth pronto, (laughs) we're going to stab you in the stomach for the rest of the day. Why is it so bad? The older you get, the worse that it is until you hit menopause. Okay. Well, and what's weird is that like last month I had like nothing. It was like, I knew it was there. I took care of it, but I never had any pain. It was super easy. And then this month it's like, see the whole time we were driving back from California this month, I had my period and I literally wanted to die the entire time, but I knew I couldn't say anything because I was like, I have to stay strong. We have to be positive during this drive. Otherwise we're going to kill each other. Oh my gosh. I knew when you started like after we had that fight and then you started, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this girl and having to drive with this, but I needed to get home so bad that I was like, okay, we cannot focus on any of these. <laughs> I know that's what I thought too. I was like, we have to <laughs> pretend like we're in labor, just breathe. <laughs> <laughs> like we will smile through this. <laughs> this is what we've been training for our whole life. <laughs> yeah. Smile girls. Smile. Yeah, smile. Oh my gosh. So we have been on so many different topics here at the beginning of the show. Yeah, um, it's because Leanne hasn't called me in two days. And so I'm like, let's talk about everything. Yeah. So we're going to try to keep it like, I want to just do a quick shout out to Katie and Gabe. Yes. Oh my gosh. That because, show got such a good reception. You guys, that was the funnest episode to make. Mm-hmm. And can I just say like the most organized we've ever been? How in the world did that show it was like seamless the whole time. And we weren't really talking over each other all that much. It was just like, I don't know. It just felt really good. And I've listened to it like three times, like a crazy person. Um, so good. So if you haven't listened to it, go listen to it now. Yeah. But I think it's just because I'm so thankful to have y'all in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Like, same. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because I know like with Gabe and Katie, that, you know, we haven't seen each other since February of 2020, but Mm -hmm. it was just the same as if we had just hung out. Like those kinds of friendships are so rare, Mm -hmm. you know? And for me, it was just like, I've talked to them online and it's been really fun and I've hung out with them in zoom, but it was like seamless when I met them in person. It's like, we've always known each other in person. Like we didn't even meet on the internet. It's like our souls know each other. If you want yes. to get really sad. Yes. So anyway, I want to give a shout out to them. And um, I had some other shout outs that I wanted to do. Um, I'd like to shout out um, Meg and Myra. Um, we have a group chat with them. And Meg has been basically talking me through, and Myra as well, talking me through like my job search and stuff. And like offering to look at my resume. And she's like, send me your LinkedIn and sending me job posts that apply to me. And just like the support that I have felt in that, like I've, I felt support throughout the entire community since I shared that I've, you know, I'm not being renewed, but that particular chat, like that is baby support babes. That's girl support girls. And I, I'm getting a little emotional, uh, probably cause I'm going to get ant flow soon, but, um, I am just so thankful to have them in my life. Yes. Um, they are wonderful and I cannot wait to, delve into my own job search so that I can go back through this chat for all of this valuable information. And it's like, I'm so happy that it's all saved there. Yes. Um, and that, um, whenever I see something funny on TikTok, I always want to send it to y'all. 
Yes, it's just um, such a nice place to be. And like, we we have a lot of fun and it's very supportive, but we can also like dig deep and have difficult conversations as well, which, you know, and we're all just, it's just a place where we can be. Yes, and I think it's because like, we all four kind of genuinely know where each other's hearts are at all times. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, regardless of like, you know, things may not always be perfect. We all, the four of us know like where we're coming from. Mm -hmm, exactly. um, so yeah, I love that. And um, I have kind of over the last week, um, you know, I I've been very quiet, but I've also been kind of reflecting. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has been on like, just trying to figure out like how I feel being alone. Yeah. And, and I know that uh, can be a challenge for you. Yeah, it, it can. And it's like mm -hmm. acknowledging it is like super um, important. Yeah, like the fact that, that mm -hmm. I know that that is where I am at my weakest, that like the, the fear of being lonely, the fear of being alone, not yeah. being content when I'm alone. Um, but I've been finding like little things to do for myself that make me happy because that's kind of where I am. Like, you don't have to be with anybody else in person physically to just do fun things for yourself. True. Um, so yesterday was the, um, office's 17th birthday. So fun. And I decided to like, come up with a little bit of a snack and like a little bit of a party. I got, so I got a bag of balloons that just so happened to have like the brown and black and white ones, like the ones that they have in Kelly's birthday on the office. Anyway, I just, and then when I posted pictures of it on Instagram, I had a couple people that were like super supportive and people that often comment when I put up office things. So create with Mandy, who is a squad member, yes. um, which I did not even realize all this time that she has commented on like some of the stuff that I've posted that was office related. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, she, she and I definitely had like a little conversation about cheese balls. You know what cheese balls are, Caitlin. Yes. You always tell me about them, but like, I'm not really used to these orange ones. Like what are in these pictures on Instagram? <laughs> yeah. You're a white cheddar kind of guy. Yes. So anyway, we talked for a minute and then Sarah V. Yes. She is Sarah Kate 16. Her profile is private, but um, I love her. Yes. But she and I talked about, you know, the office and that she says that it's like, okay for me to celebrate silly things. And I'm like, yes. Mm -hmm. And I almost, when I was putting in my grocery order yesterday, bought some champagne. Oh, I wish you would have. That probably would have been so awesome for you. Just to like pop here at the house by myself and just have some, you know, yes. um, so maybe I'll do that this weekend, but anyway, or get some I, for tonight. We're supposed to have a zoom tonight. Get some champagne. Yes, that's such a good idea. So I guess I just have been realizing this week, this is the bottom line, short, long story short. Yes. That's. When I left Jamie's, yeah, it was because I wanted something else mm -hmm. for my life. And when I look around here and I'm by myself on these weeks that I don't have the kids, I realize you're not lonely. This is what you wanted. Exactly. This is what you wanted. Now you need to do with it what you want. Like stop being paralyzed and sitting in the grief and, you know, trying to figure out like, Oh my gosh, am I going to be alone forever? Like you have spent the last half of your life doing for others. 
You have. And at the end of the day, like you're not alone, even if you're not in a romantic relationship, because you have all of us girls and guys and everybody who love you and we got you. Yes. And that is what I have been kind of like sussing out this week is that like what I want is to try to have, you know, weekly Zooms with people mm-hmm. and make friends here in my town. Like there's yeah. Facebook groups of women mm-hmm. and we're constantly on there saying, hey, does anybody want a girl group to hang out with? And like, I just need to, you know, get to know people and like stop being so reliant on, and I'm not trying to say like that I don't love men because y'all know I do, <laughs> but like I need, I want to just like enjoy my friends. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your happiness has to come from you and not yes from yes that. and like realizing that I and even on Grey's Anatomy this week somebody said you know once you learn to love yourself and be happy being with yourself all of your mm-hmm. other relationships are just icing exactly and that sounds so beautiful and such a wonderful way and healthy way to live so you know I look around my little house right now that I have for the next couple months and it has Taylor Swift blankets draped over everything. And my planner stuff is all sitting out and nobody gets to tell you what to do. Oh, it's all just for me. And like, even though there's times that I think it sucks that I don't have like the traditional husband, wife, kids, family dynamic going on in my life, I am going to do this right. You know? Exactly. And once, once you, I think this is just like how I look at it. Once you are able to like be, you know, fine being alone and find out that your happiness is coming from you and support these relationships that are not romantic relationships, I think you're just going to exude a level of confidence that potentially could attract the partner that you actually deserve. (laughs) Well, and you know, that's always, of course, like in the back of your mind, like when you stop looking and I keep seeing these TikToks. Well, and you attract like your vibe attracts your tribe. Like when you, when you are able to find that whole confidence, like I know you're a confident bad B, like I know, I know all of this, but I also know that there, we all carry some brokenness. And when you're able to like, you know, work through that grief and work through that trauma that you've been through over these last couple of years and come out the other side, like the people that you are going to attract, man, but the world better just watch out. (laughs) Well, I think that I'm at a place now where I'm like, so tired of holding on to some of this. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I'm not going to say anything about anybody's recovery speeds. This is just for me personally, the kind of kick in the pants that I need Mm -hmm. is to like, okay, so some stuff has happened to you in your life, Mm -hmm. some stuff long ago, some stuff now, you know, like look at the way your mind was shaped and the media that you saw your whole life and just all the things that have combined to make me where I am now is that like, I just want to let all of that stuff go. Like, I'm so tired of being like, well, my childhood trauma, you know, like it's time to just say like, yes, all of that sucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But like, I have to be happy now, regardless of all that. Yes. Get it girl. Find that happy. Yes. So anyway, like that's Caitlin is about to tell us about a job search, which is what I need to be doing. But it's like, I have got to take these like baby steps towards all of these things, you know, like learning that I'm okay being by myself is like the first step towards, Oh, let me sit down and open my laptop and get on this. Yeah. So anyway, where are you like in your search? I know that you hit the ground running like extremely hard, like the day after we got home from go wild. 
did. And a lot of people have been asking, they're like, okay, are you okay? Like what's going on? So I am okay. And like, honestly, I don't need, I don't actually need anything until like, if I map this out with like cash and stuff until like October, like I would be fine if this job search took until like September, October. Um, but anyway, I am also very anxious. And so I wanted to hit the ground running as soon as possible to see like what is out there because I have kind of three paths in front of me. So um, I could go back into virtual teaching. I will never set foot back in a brick and mortar classroom. Like there are, I'm seeing things on TikTok. I'm hearing stories from people in person. I just, it's that, no, absolutely not. Um, unless they like doubled our salary. There is no way that I would accept all that is going on in public education. Um, and it's, it's sad to think that because when I, got my degree in teaching. Um, you know, I had been wanting to be a teacher since I was like 11 years old. Um, and so to, to think that, you know, now I have want nothing to do with it and I want to stay as far away from, yeah, to stay away from as far as, as far as like in-person teaching, I want to be as far away from it as possible. Um, but virtual teaching is a good time. Like I have had a great time being in a virtual classroom. So, uh, I'm looking at things like that. I'm also looking at, uh, can I sustain myself and live off of my own social media? Is that something I can do? And I think I can, but that would be very tight. Um, and it could be very stressful for the first couple of years. So I'm not sure if that's a path that I want to explore right now. And then the last one is, um, do I want to do like social media, digital marketing, ed tech, uh, something else that where I would work in the corporate world, but also use all of my experience. So I have like three different resumes, several different cover letter templates that I'm going to tweak for each job that I apply to. Um, I recently fixed up my LinkedIn. I made it all pretty and put everything in there. Um, and I am taking, let's see, through Meta, <laughs> through Facebook and Meta, I'm taking like a social media certification course. Um, I signed up to potentially go back to school to get another master's degree. Oh no. So, oh, wow. Yeah. But that one will only take 12 months. So, um, okay. and, and my current employer, <laughs> matches tuition for the particular university so they will get to pay for part of it so wow um, okay so yeah so I have that um I do I have an interview actually with another virtual school coming up probably next week um and yeah so things are moving forward and I guess we will see what happens yeah I'm full swing in job search mode Yes, ma'am. Oh, all of this makes me speechless. <laughs> I don't even know. I know that this is my future too. Not so much the teaching. Like I don't even think that I could teach virtual. I don't think I want to be responsible for other people's children anymore. Yeah. Um, I obviously will always believe that it is just the most under just, you know, just underappreciated, most abused profession. Mm-hmm. Um, and where we're headed is towards idiocracy. Oh, gross. Because the general public is going to be dumber and dumber <laughs> because we're not going to have teachers. I mean, we've been barely hanging on by a thread since No Child Left Behind when it comes to like parental responsibility as far as education goes. 
And now it's just even more so. And I'm just, I'm, I'm fearful for my own children. You know, that is the truth. I, I really, I understand that wholeheartedly. When I see good teachers leaving, I, I just, oh my gosh, I love my kids teachers so much. And I wish that I was rich so that I could just shower them with things. Yeah. No, I know. I just, I think that this year I'm going to buy them planners at the end of the school year. That's so nice. And I have heard that some planner brands will donate like hundreds of planners to different school districts. So you should look into that too. Yes. And I would love to be like the kind of person that facilitates that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what I would love to do for a planner company. I would like to find philanthropic projects for planner companies. (laughs) Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? There. I just invented my, my job. Right. Well, and what I've been thinking about too, is like, can I consult school districts and share with them my knowledge of being a virtual teacher? Because there are lots of districts that have their own virtual academies now. Um, And so can I consult and like tell them what I've done and show them how I've, you know, worked in the flipped classroom model and done all this stuff? Like, can I do that? You You would be really good at onboarding new teachers into virtual academies for their districts. Yeah, I think so too. Kind of like yeah. a Tosa, as it were. Yes. Uh huh. You know, like okay, here's not that you could possibly instill all of your knowledge in two weeks, but you would be like the liaison between them and hey, I'm having a problem. Right. Or you even know. like support teachers who are having to do both because yeah. Some oh yeah. COVID exposures, and there are unfortunately teachers in the classroom who are teaching in person, and then they have got like a Zoom running as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So we've just invented our jobs. So um, thank you, yeah. Um We, we have manifested it. Um, please send it our way. Yeah. <laughs> Do it, please. But, you know, I think that a lot of these planner brands can, and you know what, they may all have someone already that does that. I'm just saying, right. like, for me, that would be an awesome job to find rural schools that need help and need supplies and, um, you know, stuff like that. So I, I, I would love that. And like medical students, nurses, doctors, you know, students and those kind of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would love something like that, but, oh, planner life right now. I don't know. Are we even there on the notes? Like where yes, we're there. are we, Caitlin? We're about there. We've been skipping around, but yeah, let's talk about planner life since we talked say, about all the tasks we need to do. You have your plan. You have got your page right there in front of you. So you need to be the producer of this one. Producing. <laughs> check and check. Okay. So, um, what I have learned now is that I have got my toe in like all three of the big brands. Okay. Which so is cool. yes, I have happy planner and plum paper mm-hmm. Franken plan together on discs. Ooh. So, um, I I'm kind of like got like a hybrid there. Mm-hmm. And then I also have an Aaron Condren daily duo. And what this allows for me, yes, just y'all hear me out because I am an earmuffs. Okay. I'm a little bit of a planner who are, um, because I love Aaron Condren's covers and I love the coil and I love the happy planner discs. And I love that I can pop things in and take things out. I love all the things about all the companies. I love that plum paper will let me personalize my layout with the own little, my own little words on it. Like, I love all the little things about the companies. I just want to be with all of them. Yes. So this is my way. 
I have a happy planner and a plum paper Franken plan together. And then sitting on top of it is my Erin Condren daily duo. So this allows me to use the coil and the covers uh-huh. and all the cute accessories that I bought for Erin Condren. And I also have a happy planner going so I can use all my happy planner accessories too. It's like the best. Yes. Oh, it's oh I love that for you. Because every time you've started to use a planner, then somebody comes out with something new and you're like, oh, but I want this now. Yes. I remember that for you in your search. So why can't I just have it all? Yeah. And look at you having it all. Get why it all. not? I, and if I wanted to add like a B6 from Lights Planner Action, I could totally do that for my purse. Oh, um, yeah. I also have that one from um, Print Pressions that we got at Go Wild that I've been looking at with my little eyes. So, you know, I just, I'm really liking just accepting Mm -hmm. that I am poly planneress and that I need to have, that there's not one company that can give me everything that I need very similarly to my own life. (laughs) I was going to say it, but you beat me to it. So I just, I, I think that this is the best for me. And I've got like, my disc situation is gold and copper, like a mixed metal gold and copper. Ooh, and then my Aaron Condren coil is just gold. Oh, look at and you. So pretty together. And my Etta V Planny pack has gold accents on it. Oh my gosh, girl. It is all just so. <sighs> oh man. Yeah. I don't mean to influence you, but I thought, well, I, w- I think I have maybe been influenced, but Danny plans it posted uh either like a live video or a reel or something on his account showing an edivie tote bag strap that i think i saw that shut up i know i saw that but i don't have a i don't have a bag well you know what i could put that on your lily jade i could put that on my mini moose you could put it there too i'm gonna put it on my lily jade with the old english like brown oh stop it right now. I oh can't. my gosh. It would look so good on a Lily Jade. I know my, my oh, vegan leather with that strap. Oh, geez. I just said, so you could use it in so many places. So oh. Danny plans it. Uh, thanks for influencing us. Let us know. Okay. Your he, <laughs> he made the cutest reel the other day where he was like, you don't think you're creative enough to make planner reels. And I was like, I really don't think I am Danny. <laughs> Well, I have resigned myself to getting into making reels and TikToks and stuff, especially if I want to move into the social media space. I'm going to have to learn. I saw you say that and I was like, have to. keep scrolling because not yet for me. I can't, I've not come to acceptance with that. Well, um, that's on the job postings. Like if, like if I seriously want to go into a social media marketing job, I have to learn how to do it. Well, tell me if this is the definition of this imposter syndrome. Tell me if this is what I'm having. Okay. When I start thinking about what kind of content I would like to put on a TikTok channel, mm-hmm. I always worry like, oh wait, somebody's probably already done that. Like, because isn't that the whole thing about TikTok is that they just copy from each other? <laughs> I don't know. Isn't that like just how TikTok goes? But it's like, what I want to do is I want to like promote these people like there's people that say the things that I wish that I could say in such a more elegant way than I can so you just want to react that when I when I like come across a TikTok like that I would like to put it in my TikTok so that like more people see it I think they call that stitching 
understand it you stitch the videos together do i have to make a video of myself though like i think it's like a side by side i don't know how you film it of course again i don't know the back end part i probably sound like such a boomer right now (laughs) we both do we're like hey let's have a talk and figure out this tiktok today (laughs) so i think i don't know how you do the back end but when i see the videos they're side by side like they're right there together so this for me is like an embarrassing admission, mm-hmm. but there was a long time where I was very like always talking about people who were in jobs that had become obsolete because of technology. Yeah. I was always saying things like, oh my gosh, you know, what the government needs to do for them is get them back in school and get them a different set of skills. Like just that grows with the new jobs, you know, instead of like, these people being like stuck in, well, I can't work in this industry anymore because it's gone, whatever. I am the same way. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't progress in this because I can't learn anything new. And what I, what I need to do is just shut up and go on YouTube and learn how to use TikTok. Yes, exactly. And that's (laughs) That's, what I've been doing too. There are out there. It's out there. There are also free courses that you can take. Yes. There are people out there that are giving the information away for free. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason for me to sit here and just be like, I can't learn TikTok. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn. Okay, boomer. Okay, I boomer. know. I know. It's like I just I've got to remember that, you know, 40 though I may be, I am still a millennial and I need to shut up and learn how to do TikTok. So well, and are. also there are some older planner babes who I know are making planner reels. I know they are doing it. And so if they can do it, I can also do it. Yes. Well, there are like people in their nineties that have TikTok accounts that are making TikToks. And if these people in their nineties can figure out how to green screen a list behind them. Yes. Then so can I like, stop Actually, it. Man. Like, this quick um, lazy. I'm like, Oh no, I can't learn that. We've been saying it for months on the show that we're not going to learn it. Well, I figured I didn't have to, but now I feel like I do kind of have to, and it might, I might actually really like it. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like I want to like throw a mini tantrum and then just learn it. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of mini tantrums, uh, you put on these notes that we have podcast business to talk about. Yes. And I totally meant for that to be earlier in the show, but, um, okay. So we, you guys may remember months ago, if you've been with us for a long time, that we moved to Anchor from Buzzsprout. Uh-huh. And can I just say, Caitlin? Other way around. Me? Other way around. We moved from Buzzsprout to Anchor. Is that what we did? Yeah. Buzzsprout was the one that was not. Yes. Okay. And Anchor was. Yes. Buzzsprout was the first one. Okay. So I knew of Anchor before we started our show, but when I heard about it, what I heard was that if you record your stuff for Anchor, then they own your content. Oh, and can use it like in marketing or like clips of your show whenever they want, like it's theirs to own. Yeah. And then I heard that Buzzsprout was not that way. Oh, interesting. And if you put your show up there, it is yours. The difference is you have to pay Buzzsprout to post your podcast. So Mm -hmm. by the time we were doing, you know, an hour and a half, two hour long episode on Mondays and an almost hour on Fridays, it was costing quite a bit. Yeah on Buzzsprout to keep it running. So moving it to anchor, we also moved over there with the promise that we would start getting paid kind of similar to YouTube. Yeah. And we did do an ad for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it lasted like what we hit a cap on our dollar amount and then they cut it off. 
Yeah. And then we never got another one. Right. And it was weird because we would email and say like, what's the deal? And other people who were like the same size podcast as us had an ad or other people in our like same niche had an ad. Yes. Yes. It was very weird. So then we start getting emails that we're getting, you know, and I don't, every podcast may have got these emails. I don't know. But do you yeah. remember when they first started like the little ad program, they, they made it sound like you've been chosen. <laughs> yeah, you are selected. You're one of our top podcasts. Yes. When really it's like every single podcast that we have has been chosen. I know. Um, and I wanted to tell them, I was like, well, if I'm one of your top podcasts, why don't I have an anchor ad? <laughs> yeah. So, but they did kind of announce that on Spotify and on Spotify only because Spotify apparently bought anchor or the other way around or some, something happened now they're together. Spotify bought anchor. Yeah. Okay. So now if your podcast is on Spotify, then wherever you put ads. So let me see if I can explain this. All right. Everybody buckle up, buckle up. When you're making your podcast and you have sponsored ads, what Mm -hmm. we have done in the past was just recorded the ads and saved them on our computer and then put them into the show during editing. Yep. So if you go back in time through the history of our show, you will hear ads in the show that we put in there. Obviously those ads are no longer any good, but I have recently, not that recently, but kind of recently learned that podcast technology is such that if your host lets you insert ads like YouTube, mm-hmm. then they can control that content and put whatever they want to in there. And you don't have to like pre-record anything or I don't have to put an ad in manually. Yeah. Just like YouTube does. Yes. Well, but you that, might need to place the ad. Well, no, I did. I do place them. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. that we have this new feature, I, I do place them, huh. but, um, one of the things that is similar to this in YouTube is that like, if you are subscribed to like a Spotify premium, then they don't play the ads to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're not, then the ads play unlike our old episodes where you could sign up for premium all day, but we put those ads into the recording and you're going to have to either fast forward or listen to them. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the difference. And now they've opened this up so that we are going to start having ads on all the podcast platforms. Okay. So I wanted for our listeners to know that, you know, this last two and a half years where we've been, you know, relatively ad free, Uh um, that is going to change because our host is changing, but this is a good thing for us. So, you know, we apologize for the inconvenience of having to hear ads, but we will probably start like inserting breaks into the show. Yeah. And is it, um, just through right now Spotify and Apple Music is that true? No, they've got it like going on like the other ones too, I believe. Oh, snap. All so right. this was well, like they started with the Spotify thing, that was uh-huh. like the initial rollout and that they promised us in the emails like the rest of the platforms will come soon. Mm-hmm. And now that. they've kind of like finished the So, you know, what I like about it is that I don't think that we're going to come across like any offensive ads. Like I was listening on Spotify the other day and in the middle of the show was an ad for Carvana. Okay. Well, that's where I bought my car. So like, (laughs) I was totally approving of that. It's so similar to YouTube ads. 
Yeah. And on YouTube, you will sometimes, especially around like political seasons, sometimes you can get some like offensive ads uh, from people who've like slipped through the cracks. But YouTube's pretty good about cracking down on that. And I assume that Spotify, who owns Anchor, will also be pretty good about that. Right. And what I like about this is that we don't have to make the ads. Mm -hmm. And all we have to do is say, like, here's where we want for the ad to play during the show. And like the first time I tried it was during our Katie and Gabe episode. And I don't know if I chose the best place to put it. Okay. Um, But I couldn't really find a natural break. So I just, but I wanted to try it. Mm -hmm. So in this episode, we will take a quick break and then we'll come back. And that will be because, you know, it would be nice for us if this could, after all this time, really make us a little money. Yes. You and know, and that shameless self-promotion. We also have a Patreon if you want to continue to support <laughs> us in another way. Right. And I just, the worst part about the Patreon is that like, we both need to sit down a time that we schedule to get that stuff done. Now, last week I got the episode up early for the early access folks. Yeah. Um, but like, we want to make bonus episodes. We want to do lives. Like we want to do this stuff, but it's just, y'all life is life is busy. Maybe we need to like, we'll, we'll have a meeting, but maybe we need to have like a dedicated time to do a bonus episode. And maybe like, because we're doing one guest a month, that can be our live recording. If our guest is so willing. Oh, that would be, yes, that would be good too. So, um, but anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has been with us from the beginning and has heard us make silly ads that sound (laughs) funny that we've made on our own. And yeah. thank you and for we, being we patient. Still, and we may still have some of those, you know, sponsored content is not outside of the realm of possibility. Oh no, absolutely not. But I am going to try to figure out how to put that sponsored content into the show with these um, podcast tools that I'm learning Sweet. instead of having to edit them into the final recording. Ooh, okay. All so right. That's like podcast tech talk that some people are like, whoa, like just like, this way too much. Um, they're like, could you just talk and record the show and not tell us how it's done? <laughs> yes. Okay. So um, that is a natural segue to, we've <laughs> talked about our planners and our refresh and our setup situations. Um, oh, we need to talk about, speaking of being so tired in life, can we talk about recovering from Go Wild? <laughs> okay. So I would like to like, if I could take a poll, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, so you guys that were at Go Wild that are like 22. Mm-hmm. and like 24 and 26 like when you're you know how are you feeling like are you I feel like that they probably bounce back so much quicker than us yeah you know yeah. and that this has to I am kind of chalking everything up to my age lately because I am coming up on this huge birthday um but <laughs> but the other part of it is that we had daylight savings time spring forward the week after we got back yeah, that's true. And I know that that really throws a lot of people off, but oh, I didn't I feel, can't handle it. I didn't really feel as affected by it this year. And I love the, the changes in the, like the light and the, the times and everything. So that is nice. But I think that is super contributing to my tired, my tiredness. I feel like it gets worse for me every year. That must be like my little sensory thing. Like I cannot handle schedule changes like that. Well, hopefully they're going to stop doing it. Mm-hmm. I know I have seen oh. that it has passed through the Senate like good job yes, like they're trying like they're really trying like, Joe Biden is not gonna forgive our student loans but he is gonna take away daylight savings time well, it's so, funny yeah. how this is like the one issue that both sides of the carpet can get on they're like yes it's totally like this is oh, not yeah. a bipartisan issue like Republicans <laughs> Democrats everybody they all hate it so no oh my gosh it's terrible 
So, but no, I feel you. This um, this go wild hangover has lasted longer than I expected. Now I was thrown immediately into like primary caregiver 24 hours a day for my children for like 13 days, which, you know, there are probably a lot of people that hear me say that. And I want to just say, I know that I need to take care of my kids. Yes. She's a very excellent caregiver mother. I just, when they're with me, I really spend every waking minute with them Mm -hmm. and it tires me. Yes. And it's not because I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to complain because I have to take care of my kids. Like, it's not really like that. And Caitlin knows that it's true. When I say it's been 13 days on, it's because I am very much like there's, you know, sometimes I have no spoons left, right? Like there's no water left in the cup and I'm just, and you're the only adult in the house. Like for, I think I'm not going to say a majority, but for a lot of us, we have like a partner that we can be like, okay, I'm done with this right now. I'm going to target. Well, yeah. There are times like at least, you know, when Andy and I were, you know, when we were married and things were not always great, like romantically, mm-hmm. I could tag out when I was like, okay, I need to drive away for a bit love from yeah. these people. Um, you know, <laughs> but like when it's just me and them, it's just, and I also made the decision a very, very long time ago that I was not going to yell anymore. Oh, I need to work on that. And it's something that I just, it's like one day I did it and I hated how I felt afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I said, there's no reason for me to ever have to feel this way again, ever. Yeah. We are just not going to yell. Now there have been a couple of times that I've raised my voice more than I wanted to, but I have been pretty good about it. And my kids will even tell you yes, that I, you know, and I don't want to go so far as to say that it's like gentle parenting. Uh-huh. Because um, I know people that are very involved in gentle parenting, and I don't find a lot of content that is for older children in those circles. Yes. Can we, okay, mommy bloggers, uh, can you please tell me about your um, trash experience with your teenagers, please? Because I need more of that in my life right now. Yeah. Your babies are cute. We love the birth story. We stand pregnancy updates. We love this. Yes. Right now, I need you to tell me how your teenager cursed you out and slammed the door. Like that is what I need to hear about right now. Yes. Or like your eight-year-old daughter is scared at night and and she doesn't know of what. Right. Or your children break things that you didn't think were possible to break. (laughs) Yeah. Those things. Uh You know, I don't know. And maybe I need to make this content. Like maybe I need to say like, I'm going to vlog or blog my experience with kids this age, because like, I'm over here saying like, Hey, where is this content? Like, obviously there's a, there's a, there's a gap. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, and I feel like people who do show, show their older kids, they're like these sweet Supreme angels, like, look, she got this honor roll or whatever. Or then like the weird, creepy stuff, like so-and-so got her first period. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. No, I'm talking about that. Like, handling their emotions and remembering that the trauma of their childhood is going to shape their adulthood, which is a lot of pressure on me, but I feel it every day. Yeah. And I think there's a way to also like do like mommy content without like exploiting your kids. Like you don't necessarily have to do vlogs with your kids in them, but you could like share your own experiences and that kind of thing. Right. And I don't know, like, see the hard thing for me about this transition in our culture Mm -hmm. to video yeah is that I am a far better writer 
Oh, okay. That, you know, when I like sit down and write my experience, I, I really enjoy doing that. Yeah. There are still some very successful blogs out there, but I just don't know that people are doing that anymore. You know? I mean, I know a lot of people who read blogs and I know that I click on a lot of food blogs. Yes, but I can't, I can't read a food blog. Oh my gosh. I have seen some of them lately though, that they're like, if you just want to go to the recipe, click here. So they have like the blog part at the top. (laughs) It means that they're aware of the problem now. (laughs) Okay. That's all that is, is like a, Hey, sorry, we've been doing this for 15 years, but but I got to make money. So here's my ads, but also here's, here's a button to just take you to the recipe. If you don't care about my heritage story or whatever they tell. I mean, well, it is always, you know, I don't know how they have these many stories. I know they have so many. There's maybe that's why they're bloggers because their lives are just so much richer than mine. That's what I think about vloggers though, too. Like they're at Disneyland every day. Like, how are you? What are, what are you doing? I right? know. But like, so my, do you remember that episode of friends where Phoebe has the the cookie recipe and it just happens to be the, the, the one on the back of the Nestle toll house bag. Yes. Okay. I feel like that that's like most of my, a lot of my family recipes, like not a lot, but I mean, like yeah. I have, I have some recipes that, that are written down. My mother gave me like a make it your own cook cookbook. And she yeah. gave me recipes that were handwritten by the women in my, in my family. Okay. And I love this cookbook. And I know that these are recipes that they've been cooking for a long time, but I really do think that some of them came from like the good housekeeping magazine. Yeah. My you know, mom these like, are not like magazines and glued them in. She didn't even right. write them. She just yes, glued them on the recipe. Exactly. These are not like family <laughs> heirloom secret ingredient kind of recipes, you know? So I wish that I had some of those. I do think we have some of those, but I don't think there's ever any like a secret ingredient to any of them. Right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But I mean, like my mother and my grandmother make the best pound cake in the world. And I don't know if my mom follows a recipe anymore, or if she just knows it, I don't know, but hers is just as good as my grandmother's. Wow. And I need to learn how to make that. Like I need to get on all this stuff. <laughs> You have too much to do. There's not enough time. There is not. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So, um, where were we? We get so off the beaten path. Okay. So we're talking about recovering from go wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I'm sure I will. Well, and I think the thing also is if you're planning to go to go wild, here's my, here's what I'm going to do next time. I'm going to take two days before the conference and be there and then I'm going to have like the earliest possible flight after plan JAMA. So I'll probably sleep that night. And then like, if I could get like a 6am flight the next day, I'm out. Right. So that as soon as it, the people part is over, you can leave. Exactly. Because I feel like front loading, but because what happens is when you are in the conference, at least in my experience, you're pulled in so many different directions, which is so fun when you're in the moment, like having people come up to you and say, Hey, will you sign my planner? Hey, can I get a picture with you? Like all of that is so fun in the moment, but it is also exhausting, especially for someone who is an introvert. And I do feel like I do a little bit of like masking, you know, so I kind of like put on a mask and I'm like, yeah, let's be fun and bubbly right now because everyone that I talk to, they're like, you are not as weird as you describe yourself. You're so really um, you're really, <laughs> you might feel it on the inside, but 
Well, and I feel like I'm so busy trying to be normal that sometimes I come across weird. Like I had this total misunderstanding interaction with Julie's plans and I just like had no idea where to look. I was so nervous to meet her in person, even though we've talked like a lot of times in the DMs. And I think I was trying to be normal and I came across as just super weird. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so long story short, being at the conference is exhausting. There's not really a good amount of time to like decompress. I feel like you were actually better at this than any of us. I found you in the hotel room so many times. Oh, um, just because I just would walk away. Yeah, <laughs> she did. Like, and I would be like running like, okay, I'm going to drop my stuff and then I'm going to go here and then I'm going to do this. And then I go to the room and Leah's just sitting in the room, just hanging out, <laughs> taking care of herself. Um, but there, there just wasn't a lot of time for that. Um, and so I think front loading and having that like quality time, like with our roommates, we're going to do things in the destination, which team wild is starting some rumors. I have been seeing their travel right now. So it like, if it's in those destinations that they have been at, which are Washington, DC and New York, there is going to be a lot to do. Yeah, I know. And that's what, like, kind of what makes me nervous about either place. But I mean, if we go like two or three days in advance, then we can have like a little Sex in the City, New York, or like, let's go see the White House, Washington, D.C., and then like dig into the conference. Gosh, that's two totally different kinds of trips. <laughs> but you can cram it together. Come on, we can do it. <laughs> You're going to need a hip replacement before we go. Well, my hip is actually fine. Good. Oh, I'm so glad to hear you've recovered. Yes, the pain in my hip is gone. So she's recovering from go wild. She really is y'all. Yes. But I definitely danced it into a weird place. And I was walking around somewhere thinking, is this my life now? I'm going to need a hip replacement at 40. <laughs> I've just walked on it so much. I've sat on it so long that like, cause it's not like I've used it that much. Uh, this is true. I feel like a marathon runner. Well, I mean, we could say that you've used it to okay. use my other. Don't lie. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say there has been some um activity on that hip <laughs> yes I dance a lot Caitlin thank you yeah that's what I meant you're you are a clubbing extraordinaire uh, that's what I'm saying. That I is dance what in the kitchen like Taylor Swift mama <laughs> said it was okay <laughs> ah so good well so I did want to say I want to circle back real quick to like planner land okay yeah just real fast mm -hmm. because what I have discovered is that having a daily planner yes. is like super good for me because if I will sit down for like five minutes mm -hmm. the night before, yes. whether I put a sticker down or not, if I will write out my own expectations of myself for the following day, mm -hmm. then when I get up in the morning, I have like a plan. It's already there. It's ready to go. And it's so much easier to execute it. And what I've discovered is that like, it works if you work it, <laughs> like, really, you have to have just five, maybe 10 minutes before you go to bed, okay. where you just sit down on your daily sheet and write down what you've got to do the next day. And when you want to do it. Yes. I'm telling you, this is the secret that I have also learned. You have yes. to have moments in your day where you physically look at your planner because yes. it's not like your Google calendar that's in your pocket. It's not like you can just whip out your phone at any moment. It's also it's not going to beep at you if it's time for something. I know. I do wish you it would look at it. That'd be great. Yeah. Now, if you had a digital one, maybe, but like, 
I've not found the planner company yet that's figured out how to get paper to yell at me when I need to do something. Um, so that's like Harry Potter stuff. Oh, <laughs> fancy. I like it. You know, I saw something the other day and I don't know if it was TikTok or Facebook, but here's what it said. Okay, I'm it ready. It was like, how come in Harry Potter, they had the ability to make unlimited food? Yes. But because they were so afraid and they hid from muggles that they, they just did not solve world hunger. Uh-oh. And I was like, that is a good point. Like, a fabulous question. Hello. They're like, oh no, we don't want these muggles to find out about us. So we're just going to let them starve. <laughs> you know, like that's just crazy. And then that was just, I think it was this list of movies that look different when you think about it from a different perspective or something. Anyway, you know, the things you read when you don't have anything to do. Yes. Yeah. I know. I have a lot of that time. Yeah. I wish I had that time. I want to read books again, but I feel like all of my moments in my day, like people don't realize like working from home and then trying to do social media that I'm not just sitting over here chilling. Like, I feel like some people think that I'm just like at home all the time chilling and that's why I'm not out of my house. No, every single moment of my day, I'm working or taking care of somebody. You are like, that is so true. And like, I, and this week has not been one of these weeks, but there have been weeks where I'm always texting her. Like you want to chat? And she'll say, yes, give me 10 minutes. And then in 10 minutes, she's like, I'm sorry. The people in this house are going too crazy for me to talk to you right now. Just loud. Or like, I'm like, yeah, I'm in the middle of filming right now or I'm editing or something. So I don't have to go to bed at 1 a.m. Yeah, I know. So that's why when we make the show, you guys really just get to hear us catch up because we don't get to talk as much as we used to. Do not. But I just, I really do cherish Argo Wild Time though, Caitlin. Fights and all. Everything about it, I just... It was beautiful. I love it so much. And And it's like, I know that if you say to me, Hey, are you okay? You've been quiet. Mm -hmm. And I can say, yeah, I just need to be quiet. I'm reflecting. And you're like, all right, cool, man. Yeah. (laughs) I'll see you later. I'm going to go bother somebody else. Here we go. (laughs) And now I did have to throw in before we started recording one little, are we okay? Because I had like one little moment of anxiety, like, of course we're okay. I mean, if I didn't um, fist fight you in the car, I think we're probably going to be okay. Yeah, no, I think we could survive a lot of things. Yep. It's they should true. make a reality show about that. About like friends and like having to go through difficult, challenging situations. Or our relationships, not that our relationship was on the rocks, but like take a relationship like a marriage that's like borderline, maybe they might split up uh-huh. and then make them take a 15 hour road trip down from... <laughs> You gotta work out your problems in that car. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I would actually watch that to be honest. Oh my gosh, me too. And the people who make Married at First Sight would stretch that out Mm -hmm. to like 17, maybe 18 episodes. Well, and like, I think it would be interesting also. Like, I'm thinking about just like a, a hetero couple. I know Brian doesn't stop when he does these road trips because he has the anatomy in which he could just pee in a bottle if he needs to. But I feel like ours took so long because we had to physically get out and go to the bathroom and deal with Aunt Flo. And like, we were emotionally eating and like pounding Diet Coke. And like all of right. Stuff. But like, so I'm like, sorry. I, you know, yeah. I know that there's a lot of guys like that that are like, no, I don't have to stop. Like, yeah. they don't get to hold that against us. No, but what I'm saying is if I was in the car with him on a road trip, 
I would be like, can we please stop? And he'd be like, no, we got to keep going. So I feel like that is where that is where the arguments would ensue. And it's so funny how like every time, and this is not a reflection of Brian or you, so let's just Uh back up. But it's so (laughs) funny how like every time you tell me something like that, I Uh look around my house again and say, yep, this is why you're alone. (laughs) Like, you know, I love a lot of things about men physically, but like, I don't want to be in a car with them for 15 hours and then be like, nope, we can't stop. You just got to hold it. Like, sorry, dude, our anatomy is different and I can't pee in a bottle. And maybe I, I think that he might say that for a little bit, but then if I like start, all I have to do is cry. Like all I have to do is like start getting a few tears and then he's like, okay, because the the only thing in this world that this, that man does not want is me to be upset. Oh, okay. So you have to cry to get to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you still no. have. Oh, oh my goodness! Not <laughs> cry to go to the bathroom, but he doesn't want he doesn't want to fight with me. He doesn't want to have a conflict. So I, crying was an over exaggeration. Well, I would love to watch a reality show. So you and you and Brian are not like on the rocks. I'm talking about couples that are like about to get know. divorced thinking about splitting up whatever like certain criteria and then in the car there'll be ones that when they get back from their trip they'll be like brand new and love each other again because sometimes you have conversations in that car where it's like man I just like found a whole new level of you yeah it's things are revealed and things make sense and Mm -hmm. um and sometimes that can go bad yep I mean Andy and I had conversations in the car that went that were very revealing that was like okay all right well that we're never going to recover from this thanks Um, you know so like seriously these road trips being stuck in a car is very telling um Mm -hmm. they should put more of that on the amazing race them in the car (laughs) because those aren't even like couples all the time those are sometimes just like friends yes parents i would never survive a road trip in the car with my mom well i might i might but your mom is a lot different of a human than mine. Yeah, I know. And, but like my mom would say, okay, so here's the things that we can't talk about. <laughs> and my and mom would be like, okay, like, talk about all of those things. <laughs> okay. So we're going to spend the next 15 hours of me explaining Taylor Swift lyrics to you and how they apply to my life. <laughs> that sounds fun. That's what we'll do. If we can't talk then- about any of these things. She would need to um, let you be in control of the radio because I learned that very quickly on our oh road trip. Anne likes to be the DJ. She likes to pick the music. Well, <laughs> I don't like to have to drive when I'm about to fall asleep to a song I don't know or I'll, or I'll get too sleepy. Yeah. That's why, like, at the time I was like, can you put on something that I know? I don't know this one. I'm like, because if I'm about to fall asleep on the road, I need to know the song. And I was like furiously flipping through the playlist and she's like, not this one. Not this. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> now like an anxiety ridden moment in my defense I'm not always like that like if I was a normal like nice sunny day out and you played a song I didn't know I'd be fine okay well, we'll try that out next time it's sleepy time Leanne that's like no I don't know this one if I can't sing along I'll be asleep instantly oh, <laughs> and you no. wanted me to stay awake I did want you to stay awake and then it was, and it was good, but we are both still recovering. Like I've said, I've heard from other people too, who are in and around our age bracket, um, who are also still recovering. So yes, yes. So, all of the naps. Well, I, I think it's time for me to say I've slept several nights since go wild. I need to, I need to move on just like a lot of things in my life. Okay. Yes. That was hard. <laughs> it's time to reboot and try something else have you been shopping I have been shopping quite a bit um shameless self-promotion there are vlogs of my shopping um 
And the other day at Joanne's, they may have had a buy two, get one free happy planner situation that also applied to the new release items. So really? Yeah. How long was this sale? Is it still going? It was last weekend when I shopped. So I don't know if it is still happening, but you know, Joanne, she's always got a sale. I know, but I, I do not have much from the new release. I love that tiny, is it teeny floral? What is it? Yes, that ended up at my table at Go Wild. So yes, it's beautiful. Highly recommend buy that. You got this. I have the sticker book. Yeah, I got the sticker book and the tote, the teeny floral tote. But I didn't get the planner. I don't remember what that tote looked like. It's black and then the inside print is teeny florals. <gasps> Where do you, can you find that on the Happy Planner website? Yeah, you can. Oh, and well, I may I'll have an affiliate link. Affiliate link. Yeah, make, <laughs> make sure you shop through my affiliate link. Anyway, uh, I also, what, oh, I bought the notebook with the black paper in it. Really? Oh, that's scary. I feel sick it, when I use it. It is. And it's weird because, okay, you know how like the happy notes usually have like three dividers in them and then like covers and paper. Yeah. It's literally just covers and then they like punch some black paper and threw it in there. There's no dividers. Really? No, there's no. Oh. Do you have the right kind of pens for that? I actually in that in one of my um Black Friday things, I got a G2 pilot in gold metallic and in silver metallic. So I have two oh. pens that will work. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah, the black paper kind of scares me. Yeah. I mean, I just want to try it out and it'll be fun to like create Halloween daily pages. Like that's what I'm thinking. But I know a lot of people use that blackout paper just on the daily all the time. Yeah. I've seen some cute spreads. Yeah. So I got that. I also got the botanicals skinny classic. The one. <gasps> Shut the up. I want that. It's so pretty. Oh, I want that so bad. I got that. Um, what else did I get? Uh, um, I don't think I got any other planners. Oh, I got the um, cosmic watercolor. I got the extension or no planner companion that goes with that. Oh, pretty. And that's pretty. And then I got the blush in it sticker book. I got the sage sticker book and like several others. So I've been, I've been doing, I spent my total was $126 after uh, buy two, get one free. Okay. So the sage, just the sage book must be like the indigo's book sister or something something like that it's like all different shades of green but it was perfect because then i had it for my saint patrick's day spread yeah i got out so many saint patrick's day stickers and then it like came and went and i think i'll back plan though that would be fun yes you should oh well i have not really shopped um there's been a couple of books that i feel like eluded me Mm -hmm. um there's one the happy planner did that's one of those mega sticker books Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of like a all the planner things it's almost like is it called planner essentials beefed up version of planner essentials like the mega version and i think you might want that one because it's not planner essentials in the way that you think it is so it does have some of those like little icons and essentials and stuff in it but it also has like whole sets of color story Okay. And that's what, okay. I was looking at it somewhere. I don't know if I saw it on your YouTube. Did you, did you flip through that on your YouTube? I did in a haul, not by itself. Okay. Cause I just feel like I've seen that, like that you have shown it. I have. Yes. And I've been kind of like looking around for it, but I can't remember the name of it or what it looks like on the front. So then I was poking around on Amazon, looking at stuff 
And I found like the mega colorful boxes. Ooh, that's a good one. I have no memory of Happy Planner releasing that, but I remember you telling me about it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if you were saying it's coming, like the mega colorful boxes is coming or it's already out. But I found Mm -hmm. it on Amazon and now I have it. And you were like, yes, I already have that. And I was like, okay, so I have no idea like when any of these things come out. It's so Um, confusing right now because they are releasing a thousand sticker books each release. Like I'm still not even sure what all I have from this release and what all is left. Well, I also am very comfortable with the amount of Happy Planner sticker books that I currently have in my cart. Mm -hmm. And I don't have a lot of room. I have like a whole Rubbermaid bin full of Happy Planner sticker books. Yeah. And I also have a lot of sticker books from like Kell of a Plan and um, some of the ones from Michael's that I love. And I just... I hate to say these words, but like, I got to stop buying stickers, dude. Like I have got to, cause it's like, I'm at this point, I'm just buying stickers, but I'm not using them at all. Yeah. Um, which is another, a different hobby altogether. Not even because I'm a hoarder. It's because I buy them thinking, Oh, buying this new sticker book will make me want to plan. And then I don't ever get around to planning. So I've got like a planning block right now, but I think that now that I've got myself into this situation where I haven't had to choose a planner side. Okay. You know, where I haven't like, okay, well, I'm settling for this brand because of whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I think now that I'm able to kind of put my toe into all of it, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more inspired and I see my stack over there right now. And I'm like, Ooh, I want to go get (laughs) you. I'm going to get you, get you, get you. Yes. Okay. So, but that's only shopping. I've gotten a few sticker books, but since we got back from go wild, I'm kind of broke, man. Like I can't just be out here like throwing it around, you know, Um, I feel the same, but I guess I have faith that something is going to fall into place. I don't, I I mean, technically in June, I'm going to be unemployed. So I should probably be planning for that. But I really do feel like I'm, I have enough skills to potentially get me another job. Well, I have this home here Mm -hmm. until like July 11th. Uh huh. So I'm kind of looking at my life like, okay, so April, you're going to find a job and in May, you're going to find a house and furniture. Uh huh. And that's it. Like I've got these two months and then by the end of May, we'll be, you know, moving into the new house and I will be done with the Airbnb by June 11th and all will be well. Um, very true. But that's going to take some work on my part. Like I have to actually do it. I hear you. And it sucks thinking about all of the work that you have to do in order to get a job and like keep your finances in order and stuff. But once you like take a day and focus on one of those tasks, it all starts to come together a little bit more quickly. And then I know the thing is like, make sure you have a cover letter and resume that's tailored to each individual job. I think that's true, but I think you can also build off of what you already did and just like copy and paste some things and like change the language in some job postings. So once you have like your set of stuff, it's going to, it's going to flow a lot easier, I think. Yes. And it's not really the work of looking for a job that scares me. Um, I also am very aware that we're living in a time right now where if you need fast money, like I am signed up to drive DoorDash. Yeah, you could do that. And they sent a text message today that said you get a $300 bonus. If you make 15 deliveries in between now and Sunday. Well, that's five deliveries a day, five on Friday, five on Saturday, five on Sunday. So I get paid for the deliveries and the $300 bonus. And I'm like, that's like two hours worth of work for three nights. Mm -hmm. 
And I would have that money so fast. So it's like, when I start worrying about the bank account, I'm like, this is an option. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, I haven't actually ever done a DoorDash before I've been signed up for quite some time, but for whatever reason, it makes me really nervous. Like the thought of like going into a restaurant and like trying to grab a bag of food and then leaving it on somebody's doorstep for some reason just seems really scary. Well, and I think like some of the DoorDash experiences that you've had where somebody just handed you some like Italian food one time, you're like, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. Like I just, I know that they mess up sometimes and sometimes it's not their fault. Yeah. Um, so like, I just, I don't know. It's just scary. Like what if I go up to the door and like a dog barks or like now I'm recorded on their, I'm recorded on their front door camera now. And like, (laughs) what if they open the door? Because I think there are some people who like want to take it from your hand, you know? Right. And like, I have it marked in my DoorDash, like just leave it at the door. Exactly. And some of them mark hand it to me. So like, uh, you know, ringing the doorbell and then waiting at the door for them to come. And just like, I know that it's a way to make money, but I haven't started it yet. So what I think though, is that if I'll just rip the bandaid off and say, okay, you're going to do one and see how it feels. Yeah, there you go. And, and if I hate, if I hate it, then I look for something else and say, nope, this is not for me. Is there a way to also like see the person that you're delivering for? Like, can you scream them a little bit? I don't think so. I really don't. Cause I don't think that the people that deliver to me can, but I mean, I have to remember that most of the people that are ordering DoorDash are just like me. Yeah. They just are people that people don't want to go out. <laughs> and maybe that's what's scary about it for you too. You're like, I already don't want to go to a restaurant. Now I have to do it on someone else's behalf. Well, and it's also because like, I know how weird I am. So I'm like, if all these other people yeah. are ordering door to door dash too, I'm like, <laughs> you people are anything like me, then I'm scared of you. <laughs> oh, so, but I, I've like been really thinking like that $300 would be nice. Let me try to get 15 in the next three days. That's doable. It is definitely doable. And you're right there in this world, like you can get fast money if you want to do it, um, you know, or like just money in general in a different way. Like, I, you know, we've been having, I keep going back to this group chat because there's so many good conversations happening in there, but we were having conversations about multiple income streams. And I actually just got a notification on Instagram that I'm eligible for badges over there on my live streams. So, you know, if people wanted to pop in and donate to my live stream, they, they can do that now. So there are ways that you can make money and it can accumulate faster than you think if you put in the time, I think. Right. So I just, I need to, make that like a personal goal to at least try it. Like, I know that gas prices are high right now. Yeah. That's it too. You know, I, I need to at least try it. Like just do one and see what you think. And if you hate it, like give myself the allowance to not do it if I don't like it. Isn't there a thing too, with one of those delivery services or with Uber or something where they give you like gas credit or a discount or something? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't read anything about that. Maybe I was reading something about that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's take a quick break. Oh, quick break. Here's an ad yes. for all of you. If you're yes, welcome. let's take a quick break because um, I would really like to go to the restroom. I don't know about you. Okay. Um, we can have a human moment. When we come back, we'll do the currently page. All right, sounds good. All right, be right back. Okay, I think we're back. How did that break feel, Caitlin? <laughs> it was excellent. I was listening to some true crime and I'm, you know, finalizing all of my little documents over here. It's just going to change the way we podcast now that we can take a break. 
I know. No. We've never given ourselves a break. <laughs> no, that's not our style. So it's currently page time. It is. And we're back to doing that. <laughs> yes. Well, we've kind of been thinking about making some changes to it where, you know, every month we'll do maybe some different kinds of ones, like some different okay. categories. Um, but I just have been missing this with you, like just wanting to talk about this with you because, yeah. you know, it's it's a nice little template of things that we're doing. So, it is. And it's hard to think about recommendations on the fly. It is. And we were like, okay, let's just make this section about recommendations and then we can't ever think of them. So um so back to the currently page it is yes so i'm guessing that um i'm gonna we should start guessing each other's currently pages that's what we should do that's a fun game oh no um, my guess is that you're not reading anything um i'm reading well i am reading stuff in that um social media certification course that i'm taking there okay. is a reading component but other than, i'm not like reading a book per se okay well neither am i Excellent. Um, but I have one that I'm going to read and I'm trying to decide, okay, do I drive DoorDash this weekend or do I just read this book? Um, because I know what happens to myself when I start reading a book, like I'm going to have to commit to it. Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of like when you sit down to watch a movie, like, you know, it's going to be two hours. Exactly. I know when I sit down with this book, it's going to take forever, but I want to read where the crawdads sing. Oh, okay. Because Taylor Swift wrote a song for the movie that is about to come out. Okay. So that's been all the buzz in the Taylor pages lately is this new song called Carolina. Oh. Yes. Okay. And it's supposed to be like seven minutes something long. Seven minutes. Yes. And I know that we're not supposed to say this. The Swifties do not come for me. Like there have been multiple TikToks about this and we're not supposed to say it out loud. Okay. But the song reminds me of Lana Del Rey a little bit. Oh, wow. But I like her too. So it's not like a problem. I just, it sounds like a beautiful song. We've heard a little bit of it from the trailer for this movie. Okay. Um, and then I would like to read the book before I see the film. Ooh. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get it on my iPad and I could listen to it, but I would really like to read it with my face balls this time. <laughs> <laughs> I have had it with you, Leanne. <laughs> you are out of control. <laughs> I just want to read with my eyes. Like I never do that anymore. It sounds exhausting. I There's feel like always some British lady reading me everything. <laughs> yeah, and I love that. It's like okay, I close my eyes for a minute because I that is something that I'm tired of. I'm tired of my eyes being open all the time. It's yeah, you, I remember you took a nap the other day, and I was like, "Good for you." I could not even help it. And the other day, you I didn't even tell you about this, but I was editing my video at like 11, like I usually do. And um, I I fell over and fell, just closed my eyes for a second and went to sleep mid-editing. Like for real asleep? Like, yeah, like Brian said I was snoring. Like in church and in class and stuff. Yeah, just fell asleep that has never happened to me before and I'm like is this what it feels like to die am I dying right now am I slowly <laughs> dying my body's preparing for the long sleep and see I went to bed at 10 30 the other night and slept until like 6 45 in the morning and I was like this is the longest that I've ever slept without waking up in the middle and I didn't believe it I thought she was ghosting me I was like I, I know, know this is what I look like while I think you're awake 
he's texting me all these things and I'm like, I really was asleep. I went to bed at a decent hour last night and got like a lot of sleep and I haven't even <laughs> needed to nap today. It's crazy. <laughs> I texted her this gif of Joey after Chandler moved out in the Barca loungers with the empty recliner. <laughs> I was like, this is actual footage of me being lonely right now. <laughs> oh. And I was like genuinely asleep, like getting the best night's sleep I'd had in a long time. And I almost was like, are you just going to ghost me? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, we went on this road trip and now I'm like, just don't talk to her anymore. Maybe she'll go away. (laughs) No, I, what I realized was that like, if I sleep at Mm -hmm. decent hours Mm -hmm. and like go to bed at the right time and wake up at the right time, then I don't need to take a nap in the middle of the day, Mm -hmm. which is like amazing. Like who, who would have thought? that good sleep at night really does help you. Like, I know they have been telling me this. I wonder if they're right about water too. Yeah. You feel much better. Uh, and your skin looks brighter when you drink enough water. Well, does so cold brew coffee doesn't count as water. I can get no, tea apparently counts as water. I don't know what the difference is or why it counts, but tea counts. Well, this Starbucks, Starbucks. Who's that? This Starbucks iced coffee is like the best. I'm telling you, I had a Starbucks iced tea though the other day and iced tea season is probably my favorite. Not sweet tea. You I mean, went, it was a little sweet. I put three stevia in it, but it was you just went to Starbucks, tea. like to a Starbucks you went. Yes. And I got a Trenta black iced tea with three. You do like that Trenta. It's a perfect size because, okay, here is some real confession time. When I used to work in a school building, I would buy two venti coffees one for my drive there and one to drink like throughout the day in my classroom. But now I could just get a Trenta and have it all in one cup, saving the environment one cup at a time and have the correct amount of caffeine for my body. So 30 ounces is enough for you. It works for me. Yeah. And actually like when I make it at home, I make, what is it? 24 ounces with enough room for cream. So I think that it works just fine for me. Okay. Well, I have this weird, and I guess we're doing drinking first, like our second, I guess, we're just, you know, but I have this weird, like in my mind. Okay. So, you know, like what a, a Red Bull can looks like. I've never seen one before in my life. Okay. Well, the 8.5 ounces in the can. Yeah. To me, it's like, when I think of eight ounces of liquid, like a cup, you know, a cup of water, like that you're using for cooking or something. Correct. That does not seem like a lot to me when I'm holding the cup and I'm about to cook with it. But then when I drink an 8.5 ounce Red Bull, Uh it takes several sips and it takes me a while. I don't, you know, it just seems so weird. Like the measurements are the same. Almost. There's like a little bit more Red Bull, Mm -hmm. but I am just the same way with coffee because a coffee cup. I mean, how many ounces is a coffee cup? It doesn't seem like very much. A coffee cup, uh, I want to say is, is it 12 ounces or is it eight ounces? I don't know. One of I those. don't know. But then when you compare that to the size of like a Starbucks Trenta, I'm like, how many cups of my regular coffee fit into this monster? <laughs> uh, yes, but it goes down faster because of the straw. You've and the ice. The straw <laughs> oh yeah. And the ice. So it's probably, it probably is only 20 ounces of actually coffee. Yeah, you're probably right. So this has been, um, Beverage corner corner. I don't know. I don't know. But Conversion corner measurements <laughs> of liquid confuse me, but that's just, 
you know, because when, uh, when I put the cup of water into the pot, it doesn't look like a lot of water. But then when I'm drinking the Red Bull, it's just it's all mental, I'm sure. So yes. I hate to, this is scary to even ask because we've talked about this for like most of the episode, but what are you planning? Oh, Lord, 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 Lord. Um, <laughs> that's our thing now. We, things we say now. Um, <laughs> okay. So I am planning for, don't want to talk about another holiday, but we're planning for another holiday for Easter. Oh, Okay. Okay, so baskets, you know, collecting the things for the baskets. And uh, then I have been roped into two Easter celebrations. Where is the pandemic when you need it? <laughs> I know. This is, you guys, she's putting all this on the note. She's like, well, I guess we should talk about Easter. And I was like, Easter? <laughs> okay. Um, so we never talked about that. <laughs> yes, I'm planning. I know I've never gone to holidays since we've had a podcast, but now apparently I am. And so my mom is doing a backyard Easter egg hunt and inviting many of the children. She even has a bunny costume that Delilah is going to wear. So it's like a whole thing. I've got to see a picture of that for sure. Okay. I have ordered the hams, uh, organic hams, funnily enough. I didn't know that those existed. Um, And then I, my aunt is going to make potato salad and then there's going to be fruit and whatever else my mom is planning. (laughs) So um, there's that one. And then, Our neighborhood is also, so our neighborhood is shaped like a circle. It's not a cul-de-sac. It's a whole circle with two exits on both sides. Anyway, that's important for the story. It's not just me talking. Um, And so we, my neighborhood decided, well, most of them, there are a few people who are non-participators, but we decided that we're going to decorate eggs or put plastic eggs out with things inside of them. And the kids can walk around the whole circle, the whole neighborhood with the adults, of course, and get eggs on, on Easter. So my mom's celebration is on the Saturday before, and then the Easter thing in the neighborhood is on the Sunday. Wow. That is a lot of Easter for you. It's too much Easter for me. Considering I never knew of you to even notice Easter before. So, um, and I... I had it in my head also that after like the Christmas and the Thanksgiving that I was going to get a break from holidays, but apparently that's not the case. So, well, I, I don't know what's happening for me in Easter at all. Um, I haven't thought about it in the least. Um, and that's because I don't even know right now if I'm going to have my kids with me at that time, or if Andy's mom has something planned and wants them with her. Um, So, you you know, baskets, um, well, uh, I don't know, man, (laughs) TBD. Yeah. I mean, just throw some candy in a basket and they'll be fine with it. Some of that like fake grass stuff. Um, cause if I want to talk about like what I'm planning, Uh like I am planning to download that new book that I just told you about. Uh Um, and I am planning to vacuum the kids rooms because they had the Guinea pigs last week. And there's like some hay and stuff on the floor. Oh, I thought you were going to say poop. I was like, yeah. no, no. Uh-uh. So that is about as far ahead of, of life as I've planned right now is what I'm going to do for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's about where I'm at too. I'm trying to pretend um, like Easter's not happening either. Well, are you going to buy them new clothes and stuff for Easter? So what I typically do in their Easter basket, and I'm trying to make sure my little one is not around is I get them one stuffed animal 
uh like a chips and one candy and then they get their goggles for the summer and then their new swimsuit for the summer that's what I usually do okay but you don't like buy them pretty church clothes and take pictures of them with like the sun on their face and I think I'm gonna have to get something cute for them because they're gonna be out and about I can't take Harrison in his stained up dinosaur t-shirt to Easter I'm pretty sure not oh see that's what would make it stressful for me but all you have to do for his size is go to Carter's and they've got some t-shirt and some khaki shorts put them together call it a day and then Delilah has several dresses that she can choose from and she's 14 so that's that is no longer my problem True, dressing her is not now see for me I feel like that Hannah would have things that she could wear yeah but I mean Daniel I think he owns like one collared shirt well I'm not even doing that no buttons nothing I'm gonna choose a shirt with a bunny on it of some kind okay and then like shoes and it's he's gonna get it dirty anyway that's the kind of child that I have he's busy and well if he's hunting easter eggs he's gonna be dirty and there's going to be fruit. So it's going to be strawberries down the front. Like I can see it now. I have already predicted. So I'm going to get that shirt and then I'll bring one of his play shirts so that he can make get messy. Yeah. But can we talk about Easter dresses for a second? Yes. Let's talk about like, them. Let's talk about this for just a moment. Um, and this is not me trying to shame you mothers of girls uh-huh. are my own mother. But when you get a little girl dressed up in her pantyhose and her you know, her hard little shoes and her frilly, you know, under slips and things that are lacy and all the, the, the spring colors and the little gloves and the hat that goes with the dress and all that. How is she supposed to go outside and hunt for Easter eggs with this out with this on? See, I think my mom was an early adopter feminist. So what she did is she would get us all dressed up because it was me and a couple of my female cousins. And then of course my brother and some other boy cousins, but anyway, we're all dressed up we take the pictures at the top of the event and then we take all of that off and then we change into shorts or pants or something that we could move in. So that's what we always did. And that's what I've always done for my kids. I have vivid memories Mm -hmm. of getting that stuff dirty, of Mm -hmm. not being able to move as well as I would like to have, because like, I mean, I know that like moms don't realize this, but little girls, um, tights ride, like all like fall down. Oh my gosh, they're the worst. End up with that low crotch trying to run around like getting Easter eggs. Yeah. Like moms, stop doing this to your little girls. It's not fair. Like let them go out and play in the dirt with the eggs like the boys. Here's a pro tip. If you're going to have them in dresses, put like bike shorts on underneath. So then if the dress flips up, it's not a problem. And bike shorts are very comfortable and whatever. That's my, that's my parenting pro tip for a little girl. I, when I found out that I was having a girl, I got so excited about dressing her. I did. I'll admit it. But it was very quick that I learned that once she was mobile enough to be on the floor, trying to crawl, that dresses hindered her. Oh, and that is when I put her in just soft pants and onesies because I felt like it wasn't fair for her to be trying to learn how to crawl with a dress in her face. You know, I was like, and then when she started going to school and, you know, playing on the playground and stuff, I don't need her out there in dresses. She needed to be able to climb, you know? So I just, I, looking back on Easter's, I know maybe there's moms who only do that with their daughters once a year for Easter, mm-hmm. but like, if they're going to be out there doing an Easter egg hunt, then they need to be just as mobile as the rest of the, as the boys. I mean, 
So, and that's just yeah. my, that's just my little Ted talk. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I just hate to see, and I just have very vivid memories of the other girls that I grew up with and their frilly dresses running around out there. Um, it just isn't practical. So, yeah, but there are a lot of places in my town that are doing Easter egg hunts, like the week before Easter. Mm-hmm. So that would be much more of like a parents bring your kids in their casual clothes for like a play event than it would be like mass or something. That's how I think Easter egg hunts should be. Like, I don't know when they became these little formal events. You know, if you're going to sit down and have like a formal meal, in my opinion, why are you inviting a child to a formal meal? <laughs> I don't understand. Well, like what we would do, and I, my, most of my memories of this are actually from being down in the country where my mom grew up, um, mm-hmm. where we would have church service, like, you know, our Southern Baptist church service, where they talked about the crucifixion and the resurrection and all the things that you talk about on Easter, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards, you all meet in like the whatever kind of you know, eating hall, the church might be able to provide. And there's like a potluck. So everyone's brought a dish, mm-hmm. um, which is scary in itself. Now that I think about it. Um, yes. And we would all eat and sit down. And then after we would finish eating, there would be an Easter egg hunt outside at the church. Mm-hmm. And there we were in our little Easter dresses, you know, mm-hmm. running around out in the grass trying to, so just, I just, maybe I'm just traumatized by religious things I don't know but (laughs) well and that's it too because my family is not super religious like so we are my dad is catholic my mom is like agnostic um and so we were always raised as like I want to say it's like fair weather catholic like we would go to church on Christmas Eve and then like this big outdoor Easter service and that would be it and so it wasn't like a it wasn't like a continued formal event. It was like you go to church and then you don't talk about it afterwards. <laughs> well, and a lot of times the people that were at this Easter thing, they see each other every Sunday. Mm-hmm. This one is just special because there's a meal and an Easter egg hunt after. Oh, and, gotcha. You know, and my cousins would be there and, you know, it just, it was, I'm not trying to say like, I look back on it and it wasn't like a good time. Uh-huh. I just, I can remember running around trying to get Easter eggs and my pantyhose were falling down. Yeah, not fair. And how awful that felt. See, and we're more of like, like bunny and Easter eggs people in the the actual what Easter is supposed to be. Right. Kind of so, well, I guess that's what we're planning. So that took a long time. It would, we're going to be here a while if we stick around on this forever. Yeah. So, Ooh, But this next one has some things on it too. Yeah. So this one's going to take a little while. We'll try to maybe like make some of the other ones shorter, but um, yeah, let's talk about what we're watching because- you know, that's like the highlight of my life. Mine too. Agreed. Is what I'm watching. So do we just launch right into Married at First Sight? Because I know okay, we're but first, watching it. First, I have a movie. Okay. So it's Ooh. Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix. Oh, yes. Have you seen this? The Adam Project? Yes. Have you watched this? I have not watched it. No. <gasps> Watch it. It's very good. And I thought it was going to be like a kid's movie, but it is not a kid's movie because there is cursing in it. So it's actually very good. And okay. anytime that I can put my face balls around Ryan Reynolds' beautiful <laughs> face, it is a good time for me. Okay. I am so torn on Ryan Reynolds. Oh, I'm, a, I'm in love with him. Just from the Taylor perspective. Oh, here we go. <laughs> You know, he's married to Blake Lively, who is one of Taylor's best friends. Right. But he's also friends with Jake Gyllenhaal. And he's divorced from, what is, Alanis Morissette? No, they didn't get married. 
Oh, they were not married. Never married. No. Okay. I think Blake is his first wife. Okay. Got it. Um, only wife. Let's not put that out there in the universe. <laughs> they would divorce because they're precious. They but um, <laughs> no, I love that he's in the, you need to calm down music video. Oh, I just love him so much. I love him too, but I just, the, his, his continued friendship with Jake Gyllenhaal um, has me <laughs> suspicious a little bit. A little sus. I'm a little sus about that. So I also don't necessarily, don't come for me. I don't really love him in movies. Like I like his funny dad tweets and like his relationship with Blake is cute. And he seems like he's got a great personality and then he's a super great guy. Deadpool? I just don't, I think that he's just, he plays the same guy in every role. And it's just like, what I like about him. I think that he soothes my anxiety because anytime I I look at Ryan Reynolds on the screen, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah, I I guess, but uh, okay. But I, okay. I loved that movie. Um, Okay. How about just friends or what is that one? Best friends or something where he's the. No, I hate that. He's got that fat suit on. (laughs) I do not agree with anybody in a fat suit ever. And neither okay. do you. Ew. No, it's no. problematic for sure. But the movie itself. Oh. No. Deadpool. You don't like Deadpool? Deadpool is fine. Deadpool is very meta. And I like that. Okay. And then the Adam project is kind of meta too. It's like a time traveling, like two yeah. in the same spot. That's yeah. the only reason why I haven't watched it yet is because I can't figure out time travel. You don't need to figure out <laughs> So in order to watch this movie, Leanne needs to solve a problem of the universe. She needs to figure out how we can all time travel before she's able to watch No, it. when movies have time travel in them, I just already know that I'm not going to understand it. And I'm just like, because time travel it's makes my like brain that. upset. No, it's not like that. It is not like it. I know something like his 12-year-old self comes and finds him in the future and like they have, they don't oh. like each other much or something. I don't know. That's Opposite. what I- He finds his 12-year-old self in the future or in the past. Oh, he's from the future. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. And, I and he meets his wife there who has, who is deceased. Like there's a, it's a whole thing. You should watch okay. it. I'll, I'll definitely watch it. Now that you've said, watch it, then I trust it. Okay. Watch that. And then of course, married at first sight. And then whatever other garbage we're rewatching Futurama because you know, why not? Yeah. I've never seen any of that. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't love it. I don't, it's, and, it looks like the Simpsons and I'm not a huge Simpsons fan either. It's true. But also this week was Kenny from South Park's birthday. So, you know. Yes. And Caitlin has kept up with South Park so well. I gave up back at member berries and haven't been able to really get back into it. Um, And it's not because I don't like the show. It's just because, oh my gosh, I have so much. You need to get to Tegrity Farms at least. No, I know Tegrity Farms. Okay, good. Yeah, I know. I know Tegrity Farms um, for sure. I, I just, the old stuff. Lord, Lord, Lord. <laughs> South Park makes me so happy. I definitely need to spend some time with that. And I want to watch the Adam Project. So okay, recommendations, okay. get it. Yeah. Um, okay. we'll, get, we'll, about- we'll, we'll, we'll loop back around to Married at First Sight after I give you guys mine. Okay, do it. Okay, so I watched Joe versus Carol on Netflix. Not Netflix, Peacock. That's right. So Tiger King was the documentary that was on Netflix that was huge, like right at the start of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they've since done some additional seasons and like some side stories and stuff. Um, but this is a fictionalized or dramatized account of the Joe versus Carol Baskin stuff. And Kate McKinnon, 
plays Carol Baskin and she's just perfect and everything. So, you know, that's great. Um, but this show has really shed new light for me on Carol Baskin. And there were a lot of times during like the height of Tiger King where people were like, wait a minute, like, why is everybody crapping on her when all these other guys are so bad? You know, and I get that they're all bad. But after watching this show, like, I really do want to say that I think that Joe Exotic really did try to have her murdered. And regardless of her going after his zoos or whatever the story is or why he hated her, he really did hire a man to go to Florida and have her killed. So at the end of the day, we can split hairs over who's right and who's wrong. But he did that. And that's not okay. So it's like, I'm not saying that anything that she has done, and there are people that do believe she killed her husband or whatever, but I don't think she killed her husband. And I think she is a deeply misunderstood person. That's how I feel. So I've kind of come around on Carol Baskin, even though I know there's a lot of people in my life that don't agree with me. So watch Joe versus Carol. It is a fantastic account of all of this. And I'm going back now and watching the documentaries again. Um, the one character in all of this that infuriates me the most is Doc Antle. Yes, he is brought, a trash human. I have brought him up on the show before, I know, but I can't believe that they have documentary proof that he is a pedophile predator and he still gets to just be free. And everybody wants to crap all over Carol Baskin, who is like a rape survivor. Right. And they've got Joe Exotic with terminal cancer in jail, but Doc Antle is walking free. Yes. After multiple accounts of pedophilia behavior, just being, he mm-hmm. is a full on predator and should be, a predator. should be put away and never allowed to see the light of day. Real, for real. But yet, you know, we're over here like crapping all over Carol Baskin. So I just, it's the whole situation, especially at the time of the pandemic, felt very sexist to me. Oh yeah. That the men on this show, because Joe Exotic himself is a predator. Yeah, he is. Okay. He manages to get two young straight boys to marry him. Mm -hmm. He gets them addicted to drugs. I mean, like he just, they're all, all of these men in this story are awful. And when you look at Carol's history, that the husband she's supposed to have killed was abusive. And then that one guy, what was his name, who ended up with the zoo, who had that young pregnant wife? Yes, um, Jeff Lowe. Yeah, he's a predator too. Yes, terrible. So it's like, I, I was, I'm shocked to look back at the way the world received this, that she came out to be the bad guy when the whole story is covered with garbage. Mm-hmm. So I just, watching the show, like, really felt like, the people that made the show showed her as the, not the, as the victim really more than anyone else. Good. Okay, good. Um, And, you know, say what you want to about Joe being sick in prison. He did that. He tried to have her killed. He should stay in prison until I'm sorry, until he's, till he passes. I just, he's got to serve his time. He did that. Yeah. I'm just like on the, the feeling in with prisons, like, what what is he going to do now you know like and I think about that with a lot of elderly people who are in prison too like yeah when they were younger they committed a crime and they've done a lot of time for that crime but now they have terminal cancer or they're 85 years old like 
can we just like extend some grace you know, to these elderly people? It just doesn't seem right. It just doesn't sit right with me to have terminally ill people and elderly people in prison. Right. And we could talk about the prison industrial system all day, we which could. is like a totally another subject matter having nothing to do with Joe Exotic. But, right. um, you know, there were people that really wanted for Trump to pardon him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't think that it's right that you can plot to kill someone and then get pardoned. Yeah, I guess that's true. you can't if you give somebody money to drive and kill another human being that you deserve to be in prison. I hate I don't care your health status, really, because yeah. um, Joe Exotic is not an elderly man. He's not. But when you, I mean, I've seen people dying of cancer and that is there's nothing left for them. You know, I know. And I know that there's nothing left for him. And I know that it's a sad story, but he has done some bad things in his life, too. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, if Carol really did kill her husband and I'm totally off base, then she's bad too. I'm not saying that these aren't, these are ridiculous people, if we're honest. Mm-hmm. But Carol, I do believe, really was trying to help the animals. Yeah. While there's no denying that these other men who own these zoos breed them just because they're cash cows when they're kittens mm-hmm. and then euthanize them when they're too old to control. And that is not okay. So, and I'm, you know, I don't really have like a bleeding heart for, you know, endangered animals or anything, but I just, like I said, I think she was misunderstood and that's where I stand on this. (laughs) And you have been affected by cows lately. So, well, when we were driving in California, um, we drove past one of those beef farms. It looked like it to me. Yes. And like, I've never seen so many cows together in one place with no room to like walk around or move around. And they had the babies like separated from the moms in these like kennels. It was really sad. It was just very, now that's, I do believe that there are humane ways to get beef. Sure. Um, so, you know, not that I can always find that, but I'm just saying like, I'm not, I, I, I'm not just going to go like full vegetarian, but it did like really make me think. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, animals are, they deserve to be protected because they are very like, when you talk about like there being too much like methane from the cows and stuff like that, yeah. is that what you were talking about? I was it like, was, oh, yeah. the cows are just like here. It's just like the baby kittens. They're just yeah. overbred, mm-hmm. you know? So it's crazy that there's more tigers in captivity in North America than there are free in their native countries. Yes. Like, can we, oh, geez. Well, That's... we don't need to, we don't need to go Alicia Silverstone on our list. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to get in. I'm saying watch <laughs> Joe versus Carol. It really is quality television. They did a great job. Kate McKinnon is amazing. Mm-hmm. So just go watch that. Um, but let's get to Married at First Sight because that's like what we're here for. What we're here for. That's all we're here for. <laughs> and I know that kind of like, okay, so I love that Meg and Myra have reality and wine. I love that. Yes. Where they talk about their reality shows and stuff. Because you yeah. and I are just like, sorry, folks, if you don't watch Married at First Sight. Just in it's here. It's what we talk about. Scroll for a little bit. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this season is trash. I have to just say. hmm like, I, I know that I like a little drama and I've been watching this, for, I've seen every season and, you know, yeah. you know, I've bought into this and I have not usually watched reality TV in the past, but this one is the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the people on this show, I think that they just wanted to be on a reality show. I don't think that a lot of them really cared to get married. Maybe the Mark guy, Mark the shark. 
maybe i don't know i i think that these people also were people that like idealized what it means to be married and they're like yep i'm getting a husband yep i'm getting a wife and they like in years past like it seemed like they were actually ready and they understood as much as you can before you actually get married like what that means and what that looks like um but these people man <laughs> I think it was like a, they thought marriage was a Disney movie. I, I don't know. I mean, whether or not the, the contestants, the contestants, whether or not the participants in the past were ready, mm-hmm. um, it, it just feels like we're supposed to, like, I don't want to say trust, but like as a viewer of the show, like the people that call themselves the experts are the ones that make these matches. Yeah. And it seems like in seasons past, they have made more of an effort to match people on compatibility and less on drama potential. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I'm so tired of them choosing these guys that are like, yeah, I was a whore before, but now I want to be married. Like, I'm so tired of that. Like pick, like, why, why is this the guy that we're trying to pick and, sh- and shove into marriage? Right. And why is there never a female that has that story? Right. Like, it's always like, oh, he used to be a playboy and then he's all gross at the strip club. You know, I'm just like, why is this? Why are we glorifying this? Mm -hmm. You know, that he's admitted I've treated women like crap in the past. Well, yay for you. I'm glad that you're my husband that I just signed up to marry. (laughs) You know, I feel so sorry for Katina. I really do. I, I feel so sorry for her. I feel like that Elijah Wan is horrible. Yeah, I go back and forth on him. And, you know, I don't care about a person's past. Honestly, you know that I do not care about that. Like if I found a man who had a checkered past or whatever, like whatever, but for him to say, like, I'm questioning you as a woman because she's not cooking and cleaning. Right. Yeah. Like Because she's a woman, she's supposed to be good at those things. And he's questioning if she's a good woman because she's not good at cooking and cleaning. Really? Really? You're here yourself on television saying this. Uh Uh-huh. So I just, he infuriates me and I feel cheated. Well, and I feel like she honestly likes him. Like, and she's going to keep trying to make it work, which feels a little bit sad. Well, that's what sucks is that I think she really does too. And she probably really wishes that either A, he wasn't like that or that he would be a little easier to please. Yeah. You know, he's all like, well, she works from home. She's home all day. She's working. That's a job. I know. And I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of women, especially like work from home so that we can try to balance and have some kind of work-life balance. And then when we are at home, so many people in the world, unless you are also someone who's working from home, do not understand that we are actually working. Yes. And it's like when dad's working, it's don't bother him. Don't go in his office. Right. You know, and mom, you know, goes to tremendous effort to keep the kids out. Yes. And then when dad is interrupted by a cute kid in the background, it's like, oh, look how cute. It's so funny. Right. You know, but like when mom is working from home, it's like, where is the, when a woman works from home, I feel like that they really do believe that we can do it everything. Exactly. Like we are supposed to be in a meeting and breastfeeding and doing the dishes all at the same time. Right. Exactly. And for him to say, well, she's home all day. She works from home. Mm hmm. Like, I don't care where she works. If she's got a full-time job, then y'all need to be making this a partnership. Exactly. And, you know, if you want a traditional wife, then you have to be a traditional husband. 
Mm-hmm. You can't expect traditional gender roles from a woman, but not the same from a man. Right. So anyway, and then I, I think that my favorite person on the show could be Lindsay. Yeah, I like her, but she's got some, she's got some stuff. She, she needs to seek therapy. I think that they're making her look way more unhinged than she really is. Oh, you do. Okay. I do. Because I'm sick to death of people saying, oh, she's a lot. I'm tired of people describing women that way. Oh, she's a lot. A lot of what? (laughs) Right. You know, like, I think that she, I think that there are times when she is unfiltered and maybe should be, I think that learning some social decorum would do her some good. And I can kind of understand why Mark is a little bit embarrassed sometimes to be with her in public. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, It's not really fair when women who do have big personalities are painted as being a lot. Like the more I think about Married at First Sight, the more problematic that it kind of is. Yeah. And I mean, like, I have even started thinking about what is the definition of a big personality? Right. You know what I mean? Like everybody just has a personality. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. And just because someone maybe is louder than others or is freer with their language than others is not, you know, I just, I'm just tired of like, we have to put women in these little boxes. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody has said a word about like, oh, Elijah one has a big personality. He's too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, they're not saying that about him. And then, and, you know, you could also argue that no one is saying a word about how boring Michael is. Right. And like Mark the shark, like he came on the show, like stating that he was like a larger than life kind of personality. And that's why they matched them. And it's weird that he's now saying things like, Oh, I don't really like her. Oh my gosh. Like she's too much. Like, it's kind of weird. It's taken a turn. I didn't expect. Yeah. And I think that what I have picked up, you know, even through like rough editing Mm -hmm. is that Lindsay is like kind of a ride or die kind of person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That she has like a loyalty side to her. Right. And that, you know, once they were married, he was like, okay, so he had all that eviction drama and she had to like go to his house and like help him deal with bed bugs. And she put on like a hazmat suit. Now, all that being said, she does not have to keep bringing that up. No. Yeah. Like she does not have to keep saying like, if I wasn't in this, would I have put on a hazmat suit? Like, okay, you did that thing. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does remind him often that like, I'll be here for you. Like, you know, and I think that the problem with Lindsay and the rest of you that are watching, you tell me what you think. Um, she is borrowing worries. Hmm. What that means? Like, yeah. She's manifesting things that are not really there. Yes. Because like, he's talking about like taking this job and she's like, well, you know, if you're going to put your job before me, like she's already predicting that he's going to make work a priority over her before he's even taken the job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, maybe give him a chance to achieve some work-life balance. Right. You know, Um, instead of just assuming like, because this is not the job that she a hundred percent would like for him to have because it's too far away or whatever. Like don't just assume that he's going to put the job first. I just feel like that she is manifesting things that haven't happened yet. Well, and in a marriage too, like sometimes you are not first. That's just how it is. Sometimes you have to make a sacrifice for the other person's well-being. Like if he's excited about this job, she should be excited for him and vice versa. Like if she gets excited about a job and wants to focus on that as her first item for a little while, 
that his job is to be a support to her. So her job is to be a support. And like, again, I think that's like a romanticized version of marriage that like, you're always going to be first. When I had a newborn baby strapped to my chest, my husband wasn't first. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, obviously there's going to be times, you know, when other things have to take precedent over your marriage. Um, or yeah, so I think, that, I think yeah. that there is element of sacrifice that people need to learn in marriage and that is like compromise and sacrifice and communication i think are big keys to making a successful marriage like you have to be able to both people have to be able to bend and work together and compromise um and of course make a decision that's good for everybody um but i think that the whole element of sacrifice and like the compromise part is missing in a lot of these couples yeah, and I think that one of the things that, and I'm not necessarily seeing this on the show, but just, you know, watching the show brings up a lot of like relationship stuff, obviously. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and I think that obviously in a marriage or in a relationship, even just like a relationship with a friend, mm -hmm. um, there's going to be sacrifice. Yeah. Because you can, I mean, compromise and sacrifice in a relationship can kind of look the same. Yeah. And I think that when, where you go wrong is when you have to point out to the other, like, look at the sacrifice that I'm making for you. Right. You don't need to necessarily point that right. out. Right. Exactly. And I think that Lindsay does a lot of the time want for him to acknowledge like that she is, yeah, you know, that he mm -hmm. might have come with some baggage that was not a hundred percent ideal and she's stuck around anyway. I think right. that he has seen that you're here and that he, and that you're not going to like, stop rubbing that in his face that you were there for him. Yeah, that's true too. I think that he needs to, maybe like her love language is words of affirmation. Maybe he needs to say more things out loud and then she would quit doing that. I think that that's really what it is. I think that she needs to be affirmed. And I think that there is a stigma around women who need to be affirmed. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like her parents did never really affirm her either. So a lot of our Enneagram stuff comes from like childhood trauma. If we want well, to it all comes it. back to being called too much your whole life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, obviously if you have been too much for everybody your whole life, then when you're in a relationship with your significant other, you're going to mm -hmm. want to be constantly reaffirmed that you're not too much for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's why I'm just, I, I don't like this girls are too much or whatever. Like, I just, I think that's, that's dangerous and damaging. Yeah, um, and then you've got Michael and Jasmina mm -hmm. and he is just the most boring person on the planet. <laughs> like I cannot find anything interesting about him. And I feel sorry for her because she, you know, she has like fun. <laughs> she, I think, you know, wants to be with somebody that she feels a spark for and just can't feel anything for him. He's yeah. And maybe there's, you know, different kinds of women out there that would be right for him. But I think that she needs somebody with a little bit more um, energy. Yeah, that's too bad, though, too, because it seems like she has a good relationship with his sisters. Yeah. And I, I just I also don't think that she has been she does not really let him talk. Yeah, she definitely talks a lot. I feel like that she cuts him off a lot. And then she expects for him to do exercises, like keep a journal, but then she doesn't have to. Right. You know, she's like, I think this can be really helpful for you in our relationship. And he's like, well, why don't you keep one too? And she's like, oh no, that's not going to be helpful for me. That wouldn't do anything for me. 
But sometimes, like, if somebody asks you to do something with them, like, there have been times where I didn't want to go hike up a a mountain with Brian. That wasn't something that was going to be, quote, good for me. But I did it because it was something he wanted to try. Like, if if she wants him to try journaling and he's willing to put that effort in, but then he comes back and says, hey, try it with me. It could be an area where they could grow together, but instead she's making it a conflict. Well, really what it looks like to me is that she truly does believe that all of the problems in their marriage are from him. Yeah, she does. And she's going to sit on the sidelines while he writes in a journal and fixes it. Right. And she doesn't need to write in a journal because she's not the source of the problem. He is. But a problem is always a two-way street, even of if there's more ownership. Of in course. It. And these little baby husbands and wives don't understand this. I know for real. No, you know, that's why it's just, you throw them into marriage and you know, the experts need to step in more. I really think that we need to see more of pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper and everybody, because I think that they really need some help. I think so too. I think that they need to do more. Maybe, I don't know if there's a way that they could do like premarital counseling or like some way to set a foundation. I wish there, I know that it's like married at first sight, but even if they did like a, I don't know, like a, in a closed room or something i don't know or like recorded things where they could record or just talk one-on-one even with the experts more before they got married and they could be like so this is this is not what marriage is like yeah (laughs) well and it's the same with like i you know them picking people like stop picking dudes that say i want a wife so she'll cook for me like just stop right stop picking those people they're not marriage material they don't know what marriage is they don't know what a wife is Mm-hmm. And can I please see either a two husband couple or a two wife couple? Like, can we please walk into 2022 with that? Well, and yeah, of course that would be great. I think that that would be a whole nother subset of the show though. Like I think they, that that's marketable on like as a whole nother. I don't think so. I think that a lot of, you know, same gender couples just want to be just like everybody else. And so well, of put course. Them on, their, on, a, on a separate show, I think, I don't think that would feel very good. No, I just, I feel like that it would be fun to have two different versions of the show. That's all. I'm just selfish. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, like a lot of, a a lot of these couples, they won't even like, um, you know, you know, mix, uh, they won't even like let two different, um, you know, cultural or racial backgrounds get married on this show, which is strange to me as well. Yeah. Well, I know there was a while that it was very much, you know, same race couples. That's, I still get that vibe from it. Um, but I don't know. I, I, there's, of course, there's a lot that could improve. I think that they need to stop making it so much about drama and make it more about, um, because, and I can't even say that married at first sight, Australia does a better job. Mm -hmm. That show is formatted very different, but with some of the same concepts, right. But it is a breeding ground for drama for sure. Like they do love, they, uh, the Australian version does drama a little different than the you, you know, the, the United States version, but it's mm-hmm. been drama yeah. for sure. Exactly. Um, but I won't stop watching. I mean, what I love is that we get two seasons a year and we're constantly have something to watch. Yes. Um, even this week they did the recap, you know, what's happened up until now episode. And I like watching that too. Yep. So I'm excited for new shows coming out too. I have the umbrella Academy coming out and stranger things. Oh, yeah. Those are both your shows. They are. I really like them both. I'm so excited. Um, and I just, you know, would like to turn the TV off for once and do something else. <laughs> That's why I'm thinking about getting a book this weekend. There you go. So, but watching took a while. Sorry about that, guys. Um, 
I guess, do we want to do more? Sure. Let's do a couple more. Okay. Um, well, what are you eating? Are you eating anything interesting? Um, oh, well I'm not, but my family is. So our lovely duck Rose is laying eggs again. So my family is eating duck eggs again. Oh, nice. If that's what they like to eat. (laughs) (laughs) They are really good. I unfortunately can't eat them because I'm allergic to them, but they are very good. So lots of eggs and our, um, so we are a poultry neighborhood. And so a lot of our neighbors are like throwing eggs at us. So we're doing a lot of hard boiled eggs because all the chickens and things are making eggs in our neighborhood. Well, all I can say about my eating lately is that I have not been ordering from DoorDash. Very good. You've been cooking at home. I've been buying groceries and cooking at home. Yes. Nice. Not anything specific, not anything complicated, but it is a step in the right direction. Ooh, that's so, I've been eating a lot of fresh fruit too. Last night I had Nutella on strawberries and that was bomb. That sounds yummy. I had grapes last night and I forgot how much I love them. Yeah, they are very good. Yeah. Fresh fruit, springtime. Yeah. So what are you loving right now? Loving. Oh my gosh. That's a hard one. I guess I'm loving like the possibility of what's next. Like I think in my whole, like grieving the loss of my job and stuff, I, you know, I feel like I went through a lot of the phases. Like I was really sad and then I was just angry. And now I'm like getting kind of excited that I have, you know, I'm realizing that I am a highly skilled person and that I'm adding more skills to my skill set every day. And, uh, like there's a lot out there that could be for me and I'm excited about that. Yeah. It's funny. My students, when I used to teach, we would talk about Mm -hmm. like, Oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was always like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. And they would look (laughs) at me like, I think you're already doing it. And I was like, we don't know that. Right. You know, like they looked at me like you will teach until you're dead. Well, that's been the like history. And, you know, now I even knew like even back then, even before the pandemic that like this may not be my forever. So, yeah, you know, it'll be so interesting to see like what you do end up like choosing at the end, not like at the end, but, you know, like once once all the the dust settles to see like where you where you wind up, Mm -hmm. because I feel like that you not that your school where you currently work abuses you. Right. I actually have a pretty sweet job. Like if you think about what other teachers are putting up with, which is sad, like to think that I am going through a lot of a hardship and that is like the best we can give teachers. Yes. Like that, what you have is like the top of this, you know, it's just, yeah, it makes me very sad. And I, I wish for you to not end up in a teaching position again. I just feel like that you and I both, it's time for us to. Yeah. Does that make you sad a little bit though? Like that, teaching has driven out so many good teachers, even like incredible, phenomenal educators. Like, oh my gosh, I forget her TikTok handle, but there's a gal that I follow on TikTok who's on this teacher's lounge podcast. And she just dropped her keys on her desk and left the other day. I saw that TikTok this morning. Mm. I can't remember her name, but I saw that this morning and I thought, okay, so it really is getting bad. And, you know, I, I was never one that unfortunately I was never one that was like a bleeding heart for education. Sure. You know, I was never like, Oh my gosh, I want to like save America's youth or anything like that. For me, it was a job. It was a paycheck Mm -hmm. where I also, you know, got to hang out with cool kids and talk about literature. Yeah. 
you know, there were so many things about it that were good, but the bad so outweighed the good stuff. It does. Like the only thing that I think about that's good right now about my current job are my students. And like, that will be sad for me to leave. But honestly, it does feel like a little bit of a relief that I have an option to not be in teaching anymore. Yeah, I, I definitely feel that. And I haven't yet started looking at what is going to be available to me outside of teaching once I start this process. Yeah. But I just trust that I'll find something else that I can't. There's there's a lot out there and there's a lot of companies right now that are fortunately or unfortunately like benefiting from teachers, the mass exodus of teachers who are leaving because even just with having teaching experience, you have a lot of marketable skills that fall into a lot of other fields. Yeah. It's just kind of tailoring the resume the right way. Exactly. Well, I don't really know what I'm loving right now. I'm loving, it's like, can I, can I put like three of them all together? Like I'm loving how I'm feeling Uh in that I'm truly learning how to sit in my feelings and feel them Mm -hmm. and give them all the value that they deserve, (laughs) but not let it, you know, destroy me and make me feel bad about myself. That, you know, I can, I can experience the guilt for a minute and then put it away. And, you know, as long as I remember that, like, all of my feelings are valid, it's just, you don't have to sit in them all day. Absolutely. Um, And when I have those moments where I'm like, gosh, I am getting lonely. I'm here at my house for like the next three days. I have nothing on my agenda. Um, No social events. I won't see any people. Mm -hmm. I remember that, like, this is what you wanted. Yep. It is. This is what you wanted. And the alternative, and don't everybody come for me in listener land, but the alternative is frankly, is living with a man. Mm-hmm. And I've done that for a long time and maybe that's not for me and that's okay. What if you got a roommate? You know, I've thought about that, like a roommate. I might even like to have a male roommate. Yeah, you might, you know, just because I enjoy that energy. Mm-hmm. but I also like would need it to be somebody who picked up their stuff. Like I'm not going to be, yeah. Like <laughs> seriously, like I think that that's why, you know, I am so like excited to live alone. And on top of that, mm-hmm. you want to get to dreaming, which will circle back for you in a second. Um, <laughs> I have been looking at houses yes, for our forever home. And um, there's a lot out there that is the right size within my budget. Perfect. So I'm not like super worried that I won't find a place to live. So are you going to do renting or owning or do you know yet? I'm going to rent for like a year. Yeah. I think that's a smart plan. They're calling it my forever home is probably not accurate. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But but forever, a year can feel like forever. Well, I'm going to kind of like, I'm going to find a place that hopefully I can like for at least a year. Mm -hmm. And then if I'm in a position where I want to buy something, I could but I don't really love owning a home. It's like, I am throwing all of these like social conventions, like away. I Well, and I have, we have had similar conversations, Brian and I were like, well, when we were renting, we could like call the landlord and he'd come over and fix the sink rather than having to drill a hole through the wall. Yes. I feel the same. I have owned a home before and I have been married to a man before. And both of these things are not things that bring me joy. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I would rather rent and not, I sound like I have a real commitment problem. (laughs) You're right. Or maybe you just are like very independent in this phase in your life and you just want to 
do you for a minute? Well, I'm looking at how can I make my life as stress-free as possible? Yeah. And not owning a home is one of those things that I'd rather pay a little bit of extra money to know that if something breaks, I can call somebody and they'll come fix it. Right. My only thing is I would want to rent not sharing a wall with someone. I, I hated that when we were- No, we do not want an apartment. My kids and I have really talked about like, where do we want to end up? Mm-hmm. And the backyard that we have at this Airbnb where we're staying right now is so great that that's going to be like one of the first things that we look at when we pick a place. Nice. That's good we've really been enjoying being outside in the backyard. So, but anyway, that covered like loving, dreaming, feeling everything for me. <laughs> so why don't we okay. catch you um, those? Okay. So I said loving, um, I'm feeling, I've just been feeling tired to be honest, just really like want to sleep. Um, and just, I don't know. Like, I don't really get a minute to turn my brain off right now because my kids have a lot going on. I have a lot going on. And I feel like this is just, this is things we say now. This is just life from here on out. <laughs> things that we say um, <laughs> I am dreaming about bikini season because I can't wait to get in bikinis, but then I'm probably also going to complain about how hot it is. So there is that. Um, yeah, you so, can't yeah. win. You can't, um, (laughs) this summer is going to be really interesting too, to see again, like I still am in that headspace where I just want to like flip to the end of the book and see what happens, like what position I end up with, because I do feel like I'm being recruited a little bit, you know, in a couple of different things, like people are sharing different links with me and a couple of people have followed me on LinkedIn this morning and sent me messages. And I don't know, like, I feel like I have some choices to make. Yeah. And those are hard choices. Sometimes they are, it's really going to come down to, and I hate to say this, like, it's going to come down to the people, like the climate where I work, uh, the remote, like I will not work anywhere. That's not remote right now. And then like how much you pay me. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. Well, I like you can't wait to see how it come, how it ends or wraps up or whatever, but I can't wait to see your journey too. You know, gosh. And just when I think I'm nearing the end, <laughs> there's not an end. I, don't, I feel like you're just in this. Is this what a midlife crisis feels like? Well, I don't necessarily, I don't know because like, I don't really feel like I'm in crisis, but it's like, okay, how many different times can I blow up my life? Like, right. just yeah. it's like, okay, well we tried this life and it didn't work. So let's just turn it over and try something else. And Um, you know, I'm having a hard time picturing like the rest of my life right now. Yeah. You know, like I can't imagine where I would possibly, possibly be in 10 years because like when you're married and you have a family, it's like the trajectory of your life is so clear. Well, kind of, I mean, like maybe not career wise, but like, you know, you plan to be with your spouse and your kids will grow older and they'll go to college and maybe get married. And you know, like it looks so And I know that I do have some of those things in my future because of my children, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, for me personally, like this, the sky's the limit. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's both cool and scary at the same time. Cause I feel the same way. Yeah, it is scary, but you know, I just, I'm learning. It's like, I have to take these little baby steps, like figuring out that I can sit here at my house and not be lonely is like step one. Now it's like, okay, you can get moving on other things. Yep. There you go. Um, so, and then did we talk about how you're feeling? You said you're feeling tired. 
I'm tired. I'm just sleepy. So we talked about drinking quite a bit already. Um, I'm, I mean, we don't have to just, I, I have not had very much alcohol since go wild. No, I haven't had really any. I did order some seltzer for our Zoom tonight, but. <laughs> well, and that really wasn't like a conscious choice. Like, oh, I drank too much at Go Wild, so I'm not drinking at home. It's just, I have discovered since coming home from Go Wild that like none of my vices are working for me right now. Yeah. So drinking really doesn't do anything for me at this point. So I am just like, I'm really truly just sitting in my feelings. Yeah. And that's hard, yeah. but I'm glad you have therapy to help you through that. Yes. I am back with my therapist. So that's great. So <laughs> lastly, we'll get to what are you listening to? Ooh, listening. Um, I just listened to the planners and wine episode. That was a good one. Yes. I'm always listening to my podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and I feel like I should talk about that more like that. I, I have a lot of podcasts that I like to listen to and I need to like share that because I, I always forget that, you know, I, I also have a lot of podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe we should, maybe we should do like a podcast about podcasts one of these days. We should and talk about like our favorite ones because I have so many favorites and all the different things that I like about them. And that'd be cool. Um, yeah, that would be fun. So, I mean, I'm obviously, I'm always listening to office ladies. Yes. Um, Two hot takes. I love that one. That's one. Yeah, favorite. I know. And we listened to that some in the car. Uh-huh. Um, uh drew um Arofalo podcast though not a big fan of that one that was not the best i think that they could have asked her some different ones different things yeah. um, um, another thing i'm listening to is the Encanto soundtrack by my choice not just by my kids i actually okay really like look there is nothing wrong with that waiting on a miracle is my jam i know that is my I favorite song in the whole movie I know. And when people were saying that like the Encanto soundtrack was better than the Frozen one, I was like, absolutely not. Nothing could ever compare to that. And then Encanto like rocked my entire world. Well, and I don't want to compare. Like, I don't like that. Like, come on, Disney. Yeah. Like, we don't have to compare. Like, <laughs> yeah. I am just so thrilled that the messages in the movies that my kids are watching are yeah. so much healthier than the ones that I received when I was growing up. Right. There's no prince in Encanto. I love that. Yeah, it's the same with Moana. There's no romance. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I don't know. And and then even in Frozen, the one who is like super into the romance is the guy. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to say this in watching. We also watch Red Panda or Turning Red. Have you seen Turning that Red. one? Yes. It's funny that you called it Red Panda because I can't remember the name of that movie. I know. I was. My I kids are sick painted. to death of me because I call it everything but what it's really called. Turning yeah. red. It's adorable. It is adorable, and I mean, all children will like it. Like, there's been exactly both of my around it. Oh, we don't want to talk about girls and their periods, but I mean, everybody should kids, know what a period. Totally. Is. Both of my kids sat there and watched it. Like, it's got some funny little kid humor for Harrison, and then of course, it's got like 13 year olds for my, you know, my teenager. That's very cute. Yeah, I think it was good for everybody for all ages. I agree. So yes, that's good to tack back up at watching. Um, Gonzo made me think of it. And um, yeah, I'm still listening to Taylor. I have to say that -hmm. since we haven't talked about listening in a while, um, there were a lot of songs in Taylor's catalog that I skipped. Ooh, okay. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Like there's some songs that just aren't for me. It's just, that's the way it is. Um, But then I went through all of this, like, kind of leaving Jamie and still loving him and just, you know, all of these like mixed feelings about life. And I have to say, I've picked up like 10 new Taylor songs. 
Yeah, you have. You like sent me a couple and you're like, I didn't even listen to this before, but now it's speaking to me. Yes, like songs that I would skip when they would come on shuffle before that now it's like, okay. Um, Now, some of them are so hard for me that I have to be like seated in the house to hear them. Yeah. That I would be dangerous driving. I know there were a couple of times when we were on our road trip where she was like, we have to skip this right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some that just like, there are Taylor songs that like I can't even listen to. Um, But it's nice having some new ones that did not speak to me before. I'm not saying that, yay, I have this sadness that I've... (laughs) I've never experienced before and now I get new songs but um you know it's been that's been kind of fun is learning to love some that I skipped before for sure but um gosh we've gone on forever if you've made it to the end of this I wish there was a prize yeah I wish there was a prize the prize is come join our patreon and hang out over there yeah the prize is now we have ads um <laughs> so but I feel like that a lot of our episodes prior to this one this month have been kind of short so this is your long like this is our goodbye to March and hopefully the springtime April stuff will be. <laughs> well, yeah, we have Mojo as our guest sometime in April. So it's got to be good. Yes. It's going to be a good month. And I turn 40 on April 6th whoop, whoop. and I don't have any plans. Like, I don't know if anybody in my life is going to plan anything for me. Jamie and I will probably go to dinner or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I don't, I, I feel so excited by it. Like I'm very excited to turn 40 because the last of my F's are like slowly falling out of my pockets. And I imagine that they'll all be gone when I get to 40. Yeah. I, I can feel it from you. And I feel, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not there yet. I'm not close to 40, but I can feel like I have zero. I no, I have absolutely no time for any of it anymore. I hope you reach it earlier than I did. Yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of there now. I don't know. How I feel like at some point I'm just going to turn into an old woman wearing sensible shoes and like Mr. Rogers sweaters and just cursing at people all day long. <laughs> that, like There's when wrong I with that form into my true form. Yes. When the weight of the world has been enough. Yeah. Like that. I just get off my lawn and <laughs> F this and F that. And like, I'll just be, <laughs> no, she's so cute. Look at that sweet old lady. No things we say now. <laughs> exactly so all right if you have made it to this point thank you i'm going to quickly tell you that you can find caitlin at creating in chaos underscore official on instagram and creating in chaos on um, patreon and youtube and you can also find her doing some teaching stuff maybe some y'all just go check out <laughs> chaos in the classroom she says that's hibernating so we'll see um and then she also has her duck in chaos underscore official instagram where you can hang out with her ducks She's here with me on Mondays, um, the Spice Chaos podcast, and she also does some things, answers some DMs, does my personal PR over on the Spice Chaos podcast Instagram. So that is where you can find Caitlin. So if you're not following her, then please go find her now. Yes. Thank you for all of that. And you can find Leanne at Spice Plans on YouTube, Instagram, and Patreon. And then you can also find her at Spice Horizons playing Animal Crossing sometimes over on Instagram. You can find her right here with me every Monday and at the occasional bonus, you know, when we, when we feel so inclined um, on your favorite podcast platforms. And then she always makes all of the beautiful cards for all of our beautiful guests over on at Spice Chaos Podcast on Instagram. Well, you know, I hope that we've covered everything. I mean, we could continue talking for like another two hours, but we will spare you all. 
Yes. And I need to get a shower and do some of the things. Yes. And it is lunchtime. Well, it's past lunchtime here, but all I've had is like a toaster waffle. So it's time for, it's time for some sustenance. So everybody out there in listener land, have a great week. Thank you so much for making it to the end of this. We love you. We love you. And we will talk to you in the next one. Bye friends. Bye.